0: Napa
1: know how. At Napa Auto Care Centers, you'll get a $75 prepaid Visa card when you spend $250 on Napa brake parts, which is cause to celebrate. Because normally the sound of screeching brakes means your bank account's about to take a hit. But getting $75 back makes that hit not so bad. Quality parts installed by the pros. That's Napa know-how. Know At participating Napa Auto Care Centers. Exclusions apply. Offer ends six thirty nineteen. 19
2: And welcome to The Draft Show. I'm your host, Travis Van here with my buddy Grant. And we were arguing uh, before the show. We were talking about we got the same hats, same beards, except his is a little better. Uh, We can let the people decide, Grant, whose hat is better, yours or mine. How's it going over there,
0: man? Oh, it's going pretty good. I'm back here in Colorado, finally, just enjoying. It was snowing about two days ago, (laughs) and now it's beautiful 70-degree weather, so... Colorado's real weird, but I'm doing great as a really good slate. Lots of bats, lots of good pitching, lots of good ways to go. Lots of edge on the draft app. So it's going to be a good show.
2: Yeah, man. Should be an awesome show. Excited for it. A really good slate all around. You talked about Colorado. a massive massive uh total over there at like 6.7 6.8 for that rockies game so uh, yeah man it's a really really awesome slate all around and we're gonna be here to show you guys some of the drafts if you guys don't know there's this new uh you know best ball championship 3.5 million for their nfl best ball product listen i'm not the biggest best ball guy uh grant i don't know if you are have you entered in on in some of these best ball contests yet
0: i have not yet so um I, I'm going to wait a little bit closer to the NFL season. I mean, I, I'm assuming that there's going to be overlay in this competition, but I'm, I'm probably going to have quite a few entries in there. And, yeah, it's it'll just be fun. You, it's always great having NFL sweats, even when you can't do anything about it. Like, just having the entire season long, it's, it's just great. It's, they're great, great stuff. I did terrible last year, but I'm going to redeem myself this year.
2: Listen, and you can redeem yourself with a nice little winner over here. Uh, There's also MLB contests, too. There's this $23 contest, uh, you know, $100K for a qualifier uh, to go to San Diego, right, and compete for $100K. So that's really awesome. So, uh, yeah, jump in on that contest. Uh, Should be a good time some drafts before we do that i'll give you the intro and tell you kind of you know how to join the draft if you want to jump on in uh you give me a follow it's Mangone. it's m-a-n-g-o-n-e and what i do is i create a draft we have grant named the draft and then we uh publish the draft and you get a notification sent to your phone that says the drafts going on and then you jump on in uh so we'll give the people some time to do that grant and while we give the people some time uh one last thing that we got to promote uh tell them about this little fan duel contest we have with the badges as well grant you got all the details on it let the people know
0: So we're uh, basically what you do is the 100 K Friday MLB squeeze. You enter it and you put your avatar on the site as an RG badge. And if you do that, and if you do well, you got a shot at free premium access for an entire month. So just throw on the badge, enter the contest and have a free shot at premium stuff. So it's that simple. Make sure that your DK and Fandle usernames names are attached to your RG profile too and that way we can get in contact for you. So free stuff for just winning money. So it's a double. It's a win-win. You do well, that means you won money, and you get RG Premium.
2: Boom. Awesome, Grant. And we nailed it. We said it before the show, my internet's a little shaky. We're going to have you do the uh, promotion for that. And what do you know? My internet cut out a little bit there, so uh, it worked out perfectly. Uh, Probably shouldn't have told the people, but uh, if you do see some many on my end... they
0: know. They they heard
3: you.
2: Yeah, it's a a little shaky, but we'll we'll make it work. And, uh, you know... We're going to jump on in these drafts, Grant. And uh, one of the best parts of these draft shows, what is it? It's uh, you get to name the draft, Grant. I always like to see what name you come up with. So we're starting an MLB show here. Uh, We'll do the $5 contest. And what are we going to name this bad boy, Grant?
0: That's baseball season. So let's go with
2: the turd dong. All right. The turd dong. Here we go. The turd. Do we do turd in all capital letters? I mean, it's my name. So I think you just capitalize the first one. All right. Well, Dong's got to be all capitals. So there you go. Oh, yeah. All right. The third Dong, 10 people to enter, $5. I am sending it out there. It's going to my followers. Grant, I believe you're a follower too, but uh, I'll make sure to just throw you in on just to make sure you get it with that sweet little red badge you got there. Hit done and create. And we'll see what happens here. And while it's kind going. of filling, Grant, I know you'll get in really quick. While it's filling, uh, give the slate breakdown. Tell the people uh, what they're doing tonight. You know, give the whole overview of everything.
0: So uh, pretty much at the top, it's Sale and it's Snell. I prefer Snell, but I want one of them in every single one of my lineups. Both not the easiest matchup in the world, but the strikeout upside is absolutely massive. After that, there's a bit of a drop-off. You got guys like Berrios, you got guys like Cindergard, um, that are going to be possibly in the same tier at Snell and Sale in terms of points at the end of the night, but uh, likely not going to be like they don't have the same upside It's just possible if either one of those guys have a bad outing you could potentially get the same amount of points using them Walker Beeler is also there I'm probably staying away from those three and then you have some interesting stuff that honestly I'm I'm just not even bothering with after that for me it's 100% Canton uh I'm using him everywhere in the mid tier and it's just that simple then depending on the site it's either Pomeranz or it's Lopez at the bottom tier for me um I know a lot of people might be going on McGowan, but he's just trash even going up against the bad Miami team they've been decent lately. Uh, but I'm going with Pablo Lopez there to try and save some money and like he's he's not a bad pitcher. He's got decent K stuff, decent ground ball stuff. He's the guy that I could potentially see with a big outing. Outside of those are the guys I'm going with, but there's also like vel- validity to going with Lucchesi going with Thornton, going with Bieber, going with Uh, Ronaldo Lopez I'm just staying away from those are the guys I'm going with and then in terms of bats just pick a spot I currently I made a list which I don't normally do of stacks and right now it's 11 deep obviously with Baltimore and Colorado being the big ones but you can go Nats Padres Mets Minnesota Milwaukee Philly Yanks Atlanta St. Louis it's going to be picking and choosing the right stacks to go with and yeah that's pretty much it on draft it's a little bit different though
2: yeah, draft is definitely, definitely different. And uh, I'm up now, and I saw Cindergaard went first, Snell second, and then the 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 hitters are now going. And man, I, I think there's enough pitchers where I'd rather prioritize my hitting. And if I'm prioritizing my hitting, oh, dude, it's tough, right? Uh, stacking is obviously something that's really important to do, but. Uh, I don't know if I'll get, like, Aaron Otto just went, right? Like, I don't know if I'll get any Colorado guys on the way back, but I love Trevor's story here. The ISO.
0: You, son, the of who, you yeah. son of a biscuit. You son of a biscuit.
2: Sorry, Grant. The ISO against lefties, like, uh, you know, I did a sharp side video today uh, writing up uh, who's getting.
0: And you cut out there. Yeah. No, the, the left... left.
2: They really talked all against means, but. What'd you say, Grant?
0: Yeah. Uh, you cut out there for a second. I'm going Bieber here. Uh, there is a decent amount of pitchers or I mean, a decent amount of yeah pitchers, but there's nothing that I wanted to do quite yet. Um, you'll see what my strategy is soon enough, but it's an interesting one. I've already done about 40 drafts today, and I have 100% ownership in one guy and 70% ownership in four different guys. So I'm fairly concentrated in who I'm drafting here, and you'll see very quickly what it is. It's a little bit different strategy in a four-man draft. I've done a lot of uh, or I mean, in a ten-man draft. I've done a lot of four mans already, so uh, it's it's pretty easy to stack cores up.
2: Well, I, I get the theory on uh, you know going with you know go, kind of going with the the like the pitcher first because if you go pitcher first, there's just so many bats that you can probably get. A- like not any stack you want right but like if you wait and just kind of organically let it happen you can just kind of fall into the stack that you you think is best there's just so many different bats but on the other hand like you just look at some of these bats you're like man like a guy like Trevor Story he's so tough to pass on a guy like Arenado in a great spot um one one spot that I is phenomenal today that not a lot of people are maybe taken and I haven't seen one of these guys draft yet I know it's early but the Cardinals bats Grant like I like the Cardinals bats a lot and they seem like a team in a 10-man that won't even go you know get picked I think that Phillies, uh you know Phillies game with Milwaukee there's you know good bats there if you just look up and down here there's just good bats everywhere so um a lot of ways you can go today. I really like the slate. Um, we'll wait until I guess you pick to tell us your – I don't know if you want to tell us your 100% guy or 70% guy when that happens. but uh...
0: I, I, I'm just going to tell you because I'm done drafting for the rest of the day. Um, so it's basically Reynolds, Dahl, Desmond, and Tapia. Uh, Blackman's probably not going to play today would be my assumption. Um, and he's still projected for 10.3 points. So he's been going in some of the drafts. And everyone's been staying away from Tapia. He's an easy last pick guy. So essentially, in the first round, I get Arenado or I get Story for my first pick. Um, it's pretty much a guarantee every single time, and then it gets a little bit different there. Uh, hold on, gotta make a pick.
2: Yeah, no, I, I like that strategy. That's uh, that sounds pretty good, and you're you're getting some leverage mm-hmm. there, and like getting Tappy at the end is just it's it's so simple, right? Last last round, you always just pick the same guy, and uh, I'm guessing he's the hundred percent guy you're talking about.
0: Mark Reynolds is. No one has gone for Mark Reynolds, and. Like knowing that there's three different outfielders for me to choose from, and there was only three different infielders, one of which or two of which I wasn't getting both of them in the same lineup. Story and Arenado, I wanted to get a full four man stacks so going with Mark Reynolds second, going up against means that is just not great versus righties. Um, and it's obviously in course, plus we get that terrible Baltimore bullpen. I've just been going super hard on Mark Reynolds in draft today, and he's one hundred percent owned every single one of my lines
2: so I, I thought about taking Reynolds for you and doing your entire strategy but I didn't want to do, be that guy so instead I took your boy Reese Hoskins and I think the Phillies are a really interesting stack today I think there's a lot of home run potential talk to me about your boy Reese because when he hits two home runs man uh, I can just kind of uh, throw it in your face over on Twitter
0: uh yeah you could um Anderson's really like a decent splits guy so it's a a lot worse versus righties than he is a bit decent reverse splits guy. He doesn't throw a slider, so he's pretty bad versus righties. And Reese is just that darn good. Uh, Chase Anderson walks a decent amount of guys. So There's going to be guys on base. He gives up a lot of hard contact to righties. Decent amount of uh, foul ball, fly balls. So Reese, just one of the best hitters in the entire league here in an offense that has righties all the way up and down that should be on base quite a bit. It's a perfect spot to get a bomb. It's a perfect spot to get uh, RBIs, runs, everything. So, Reese is going to be on base a lot. He's going to be hitting a lot of guys in. He's going to be hitting a lot. He's one of the top plays on the slate that's going to be under-owned because you do have so many good spots. Under-owned is kind of a relative term considering that like everyone's going to be under-owned because there's so many good hitting spots, but he's a guy that's going to be entirely overlooked
2: yeah uh and uh, looking at the pitching now i'm about to probably draft a pitcher and you got guys like canning available Lucchesi, pomerantz and i think all three of those guys are certainly in play right uh any pitcher that's in uh, you know uh san francisco against a not so great offense makes some sense right he gets about a k per mm-hmm. inning so he could obviously find his way to get there and, and be enough Lucchesi against toronto is kind of interesting canning went who was the guy i was gonna take so uh i might i might wait a little bit longer now and maybe take an outfielder um Actually, no. I'm just going to go with Lucchese. What do you think of him today? Because I've heard him get some buzz. He's a little bit cheaper than you expected. He's against a uh, Toronto team, which yeah, they can get ready heavy, but uh, you know that that Toronto team is not that scary.
0: Yeah, no. The I mean, it's not that scary. They obviously provide huge upside every single time any pitcher takes them out. I know that they've been better quite a bit lately, but they've they've had some pretty terrible outings throughout the entire season. I'm not on Lucchese, but it's just because my love for Canning. Like I am all over canning today. It's not bad hitting conditions, but it's not great hitting conditions. He's going up against the Rangers, and he's good to both sides of the plate. Like he can strike out both sides of the plate very well. Higher K rate versus lefties because he does throw that slider quite a or that uh, changeup a decent amount versus lefties, and a decent amount of curveballs. Um, and he gets hitters off balance and get throws them off a little bit righties against him because of his slider so he is just has all the upside in the world he's a great pitcher and i know this texas team has some power but i'm not terribly worried about it, even with canning's 37 hard hit rate
2: yeah and uh man th- that, that's definitely some good stuff there and uh t patty man he uh he actually took one of the picks i really like uh talked about him i think he's got a really good shot at hitting home run today and that's matt carpenter man he's going against a guy who uh you know gives him a ton of uh, fly balls gives him a ton of hard hits and what does matt carpenter do uh, he's a fly ball and a hard hit kind of guy. So uh, mm-hmm. I really like the spot for on uh, Matt Carpenter here. I uh, didn't have the infield spot to be able to get him, but uh, he's someone that I'm definitely looking to take in maybe one of the next drafts coming up. Uh, I'm going to go with Jock Peterson here. Uh, I don't know. He, you know, he's good, right? He can hit a home run. I'm just kind of home run chasing right now. It feels like doing these drafts, Grant, the outfield isn't as deep as the infield today. Do you tend to agree with that? Not,
0: it's, it's it completely depends on the day and who's where. Um, honestly, I think the outfield has just as much depth. I mean, I can go through pretty much almost every single game and find a few of them. Soto, uh, decent over in the Nationals game, probably staying away from that game, that game. Um, let's see. Twins, you got Kepler, you got Rosario, you got Cruz isn't in the lineup there, but if he was, that would be pretty good. Over in Philly, you got McCutcheon, you got Harper over in, uh, Milwaukee you got Yelich, you got Braun Um, and Coors you obviously have Mancini you have Tapia you have Desmond you have Dahl all of them great spots and then the Cardinals you got Ozuna you got uh, Fowler's leading off wow. Okay, that's going to make things a little bit interesting in terms of lineups construction.
2: Yeah, he's probably going to be a pretty big value play that a lot of people go to, especially with that hot weather, right? Um, I don't know if you guys you have know, checked this out. Roth has always promoted it on uh, Twitter a ton. But the Weather Edge tool, right, uh, it's an awesome product. You guys should definitely check it out. Helps you build a really good DFS lineups, in my opinion, like good stacks. And uh, the Cardinals, man, like the boost for home runs, I think is like 24% right now for home runs. And tons of runs are expected to be there, right? It's 87 degrees, wind blowing out. Uh, hot so I'm expecting a lot of runs in that Cardinals game. I really like the Cardinal side uh, of the ball there. Um what do you think about that, Grant?
0: Uh yeah. Yeah, no, the Cardinal side of the ball is great. It's gonna be it's fantastic hitting weather. And Fulty is just not a fantastic pitcher. He did great last year, but since coming back from injury this year, he has been just mediocre at best. Like literally at his best, he was mediocre during this year. Only striking out guys at 14% clip. Terrible to righties. terrible to lefties. And this St. Louis Cardinals team has a whole bunch of power all the way up and down the lineup here. Um, So bombs are going to be had going against Fulty, who has a 47.9% hard hit rate this year.
2: Yeah, and it's worth noting, I know, like, you know, the Braves, right, they're not in the greatest spot going up against Mikolas, but, dude, the Braves have been crushing the ball in San Francisco. Uh, I, You know, I got the home run alerts that come into my phone, and I keep getting all these alerts about the Braves, like, late at night, hitting all these home runs, and I was just like, geez, they're doing this in San Francisco, which is uh, crazy to think. Obviously not good pitchers uh, on the San Francisco staff, but uh, what do you think about the Braves as maybe a contrarian option? The problem is Mikolas is, you know, on a slate where there's a lot of gas cans and really good offenses, Mikolas is not a guy I typically like to target
0: yeah, Mikolas is an interesting guy. He just throws a whole bunch of strikes, gives up a decent amount of hard contact, but gets tons of ground balls, doesn't walk a whole lot of guys. Honestly, if the ball's going to be put in play, it, it's going to be interesting here. I think Freeman is one of the best plays on the slate. Mikolas is not great versus lefties, not nearly as good as he is versus righties. He has a nice slider, which helps. Um, but like these Braves are very good, all the way up and down, lots of power. Riley's coming into his own, and... I, I, I really like them as an off-the-board stack. The problem is I want lefties more than righties going against Nikolas, and they, we only really got Freeman and Marcakis. But, I mean, they're probably good enough when we throw in Acuna, we throw in Donaldson, and we throw in – like, if you really want to, you can throw in Halby's down there at the bottom. Even though he's always a little bit owned, he still has some power.
2: Yeah, maybe like a Cardinals five-man stack with like the three Braves isn't a bad idea. Just like, a, again, like a really small stack, right? You don't have to do too much to get overweight on them. Uh, again, like when we see a Braves team going against a pitcher that doesn't get swings and misses and just, you know, allows a ton of contact, that's where the Braves really thrive. So uh, it was something that I just thought that was uh, off the board today, which I normally am all about the chalk. So I uh, thought that was an interesting one there. And again, I think it's such a big slate. I think there's so many different ways to go. Like, I don't know how much exposure people are going to have that Phillies-Milwaukee game, but that's another one that I really like uh, a ton. What do you think of that game overall as a whole? Uh,
0: Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it has a 9.5 implied team or 9.5 total. So I don't think it's going to get that overlooked. The problem is there's, what, six games with over a nine implied total. There's eight teams with over a five implied total. So there's a lot of teams that are going to be overlooked. I'm planning on doing a lot of stacking tonight and really mixing it up. Like I said, I already have 11 different stacks that I'm going for. The ones that are slightly off the board or decently off the board. One is Atlanta. I really, really like, I don't think Baltimore is going to be nearly as owned as they should, Um, but they are a great stack. I know Chris Davis is going to be owned, even though he's been terrible this year. He's super cheap on a lot of sites. Uh, Minnesota's a team that, I don't know if they'll get overlooked or not, but I'm going heavy on them, especially on the lefties. And the Mets are probably going to be moderately chalked because they're price tag and because of the matchup going up against Soto. But I don't care. I'm still going to use them quite a bit.
2: Yeah, that makes some sense. And, uh, Grant, we're going to break down some teams now. We're going to break down all the teams that don't have a red badge. How's that sound? I'll start with uh, Luis Luistro's team, and he is canning here and. In- Grant, I think he, this is either your burner account or he stole your strategy. I don't know which one. Maybe you're on a second phone. You got two over there and you're working both of them. But um, Canning, he's a, you know, the pitcher he took, which is one guy that you liked, and I think it's a solid option here against Texas. But then he goes with Arenado, Desmond, and goes with Tapia, who I'm sure was his last pick. And then he throws in Machado as like a third guy in there who makes sense against a lefty. So, uh, Grant, is this your burner account or uh, is this guy just stole your strategy?
0: I mean, I mentioned my strategy at the beginning of the show. He went Arenado, and I didn't plan on doing Colorado. And I'm not drafting anymore today, so I figured I'd just give it away. But he's doing the right thing. You get Arenado. If you can, you get Reynolds, or you get Desmond, or you get Dahl, mm-hmm. or you get Tapia for your next few picks here. And how, whichever spot you can't round it out while still getting a good pitcher, then you just do a one-off, which he did with Machado. Obviously, can do well versus anyone. Great hitter and not in a bad ballpark. So he he did the perfect strategy here, especially with getting the third pick.
2: All right, Grant. Break down the next team for me. It's NY Jets twelve fifty. He's got the uh, blue, the blue star with the gray. Uh, break that team down for me. What do you think of it?
0: Don't like it at all. I get bets and Bogart are Bogarts are good, but Miley's not a horrible pitcher. Um, he's just pretty much averages here, which is not something we're used to seeing. Uh, and they're playing over in Houston, not a great hitting ballpark. Muncie, I'm fine with that going against whoever it is starting now trout obviously a great pick to lead it off and Bueller is a guy that you want to get later on in drafts he has a low projection here for some reason well for obvious reason he hasn't been as great this year but the dude has a ton of upside as much upside as anyone else on the slate and he's often getting drafted later on in the draft so he did a good job with muncie with trout with bueller but i don't like the bogarts or bets pick
2: yeah, uh, not my favorite team, but uh, you know, it's certainly got really good hitters, right? If you got Trout, Betts, Muncie, Bo, I mean, they all they all have homer potential. So, uh, let's move on to the next team, and that's P uh, P. Loose. Uh, 1776's team, and uh, he goes with Barrios against the White Sox, which yeah, it makes sense, right? Uh, the White Sox, they can get a ton of swing, and this is he's been good to start the year, but he's kind of slowed down a little bit, so that's my one worry with him, but White Sox could easily be the get-right spot. Another guy I really like, Matt Chapman, and especially the A's against lefties today, right? I think they're a phenomenal play. Uh, a guy against LeBlanc who doesn't get a ton of walks, gets hit hard a ton, and gives up a ton of fly balls. I think Chapman, he's a guy that I uh, put in my video today as one that I think hits a home run, so like him a ton uh Vogelbach and, and Bellinger both great power guys that makes sense too so uh, I think this is a good home run hunting team uh Grant how about you break down the last team for me T-Paddy's team
0: uh, he went power hunting and it was the right thing to do Barrios' home road splits are actually a thing for some reason with him don't know why doesn't matter uh, but that was a good pick obviously guy you can get later on in the draft uh, Chapman power potential power potential bomb it's not a great ballpark but I like it with the matchup vogelbach hits bombs at one of the highest rates in the entire league lefty versus righty versus a guy that doesn't strike out a whole lot that's great bellinger don't need to say anything about him he's bellinger and pescati just kind of way to round out a little mini stack over there in the oakland game i don't mind that at all
2: yeah and he has robbie ray who i think is a phenomenal pitcher today someone that i definitely like on this slate so uh overall pretty solid team Grant, let's head on over. Let's do another draft here and uh, fire this thing up. What do you want to call it, Grant?
0: Oh, gosh, I really should have been. Um, Vogelbaum.
2: All right. Vogelbaum it is. And we'll see who drafts Vogelbach in this one. Um, Grant, uh, while, while people are filing in, uh, talk about the promotion again. Talk about the Fandle promotion that we're running. Uh, maybe some people filed in late. Let them know about the RG badge. Give the whole uh, spiel to the people.
0: So, yeah, put an RG badge on your FanDuel account. Enter the MLB squeeze. You do great. You potentially get a free premium. Owners up. Got to get in. A free premium uh, monthly subscription. for Yeah, free. Uh, that's all you have to do. Make sure that your FD and DK names are both attached to your profile on RG. And, yeah, you also got a chance at a shirt or a hat from RG, which are wonderful someone's wearing one right now who's on this video. That's you. And yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just all you literally have to do is put the badge on your name. If you enter that contest and you do well enough, then you get free stuff. It's that simple. They say just getting, no nothing's ever free. This is literally 30 seconds of work. That's it. That's all you have to do is just put the badge there and you have potential to get free stuff at any given time by doing well in these terms.
2: Yeah, I don't know, uh, Devin. I don't know if there's a way like to find where the access the badge and whatnot, but uh, if you could somehow like give that to the people, I'm sure that'll help too. Maybe post it in chat. Uh, that'll help them out as well. But uh, we got the draft firing up, Grant. We got Devin in here. He's jumped in for the draft, so we can take his money and then uh, you know buy like a burger with it, right? Uh, rub it in his face that we're using his money on a burger. How does that sound? I don't
0: think he's horribly against meat. I just think that he in no way partakes.
2: Yeah, that's probably the take on it, but uh, yeah, I, you know, I like my theory better. I, let's just do that. I
0: have no problems with vegans. The problem is most vegans I meet, they'll immediately start talking about how they're vegan. If I meet a vegan and I know them for over a day and they haven't mentioned it, then they are wonderful people. It's, it, it, it's nothing wrong with being vegan. Just mm-hmm. if you tell me I should be vegan, I'm going to immediately spit up my food in your face, which is probably made up of meat.
2: There you go. That's, uh, that's definitely sounds like a good idea to me. Um, so yeah, we're, we're firing up these drafts. Grant, how about this? Uh, while we do these drafts now, can you write the stacks for me today, right? them, I guess, uh, from an overall perspective, like give me your top five. Uh, you know, if you're talking just optimal stacks and then after that top five, you can give me your stacks or the tournament stacks, uh, any kind of version you want. All
0: right. Smaller field tournaments. It's Colorado. It's Baltimore. It's Minnesota. Um, and probably the Yankees. In bigger field tournaments, I think that the Mets are one of the right ways to go. The Nats, righties mostly, um, are probably a smarter way to go. The Padres and then Atlanta. Those are the big field tournaments. Those are the ones that should be low enough owned um, that you can get them at probably 6% ownership, which I know on big full slates where there's a whole lot of batting and a whole lot of big bats and a whole lot of great hitting spots, Ownership isn't really that much of a concern outside of cores today. Um, but it's still it's a huge upgrade going getting a team at 3% compared to 6%. Like people don't entirely like get that. Ownership, even if it's something you don't have to completely worry about, like getting a 30% team, multiple percentages and difference are amplified at lower amounts.
2: Yeah. And uh, listen, I just cut out for a second, Grant, and I came back at the perfect time. So there you go. I swear I'm pitching a perfect game right now with the perfect timing of tossing things over to you. But uh, I'm up for my pick, Grant, and I took Trevor Story with my first pick. Really liked where I landed there. I'm looking to see what pitchers are available and still got Shane Bieber on the board. He's a pretty nice option, you know, canning there. uh, And Bieber just went um, so I got Barrios and Canning. Let, let me see what kind of Colorado uh, hitters I have left, because maybe I'll do the uh, the stack that you were looking at last time.
0: Did you get started with your first pick? Yeah, you want to do Desmond. Uh, go
2: Reynolds. Desmond.
0: Yeah, Reynolds is gone. Go Desmond.
2: No, Reynolds is there.
0: No, I, oh, I already have both my infielders locked up. Yeah, go Reynolds.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go Reynolds. Maybe I'll snag Desmond and, you know, Tappy and then my pitcher or something. Uh, we'll have to see. But uh, I'm going I'm to try your strategy here and see how it goes. And uh, listen, if I win some money with this tonight, I know you cleaned up on draft, right?
0: Yeah, pretty much. Um, draft, like, it's super interesting. on fo- During football and during basketball, it's a way for me to kind of get more money out there without really increasing my variance too much. So I may have five figures out on draft in a given weekend in football. I've never had a week where I lost more than twenty percent. Like that's just how, how it works. I'm not worried about like on FanDuel or DraftKings or Fantasy Draft where I could potentially have an 80% negative ROI. Over on draft, I know it's going to be well within the range because of different spots that you pick, and I'll enter two man's, three man's, five man's, six man's, ten man's. So there's different you get different exposure to every different player based on how many uh like different types of drafts and how many drafts you do because you're going to be picking at different spots. So baseball is different. I end up stacking a lot. It's all or nothing. I could have a 0% uh, or a negative 100% ROI, or I can have a 400% ROI.
2: Yeah, I prefer to play uh NFL uh for draft more. I, I really like kind of what you talked about there. And I-, I love how you can play throughout the week, right? The one thing that's great about NFL with Draft Grant is like, you know, Tuesday and Monday, right? You can build FanDuel teams and, and DraftKings teams, and that's fine. That that's all good. But uh drafting just like fire them in and you can get an edge up on people. So I really like that. I think it's a pretty awesome format over there. Uh, yeah. let's see, I- I'm about to be up, Grant, and I'm gonna make my pick. Let's see if I still have your boy up there. Is he available in the outfield? Let's see. Ian Desmond. Did someone or Did someone already lock in on Go with him? Dahl. Okay, we'll go with Dahl. There you go. Dahl's in there. We'll lock him in for now. <clears throat> there we go. Excellent. Now, the other guy might be doing the same strategy as me, so who knows? I'm-
0: He's not. Uh, I mean, he doesn't have another infielder. Um, I'll tell you who to pick on your next pick just because I feel like helping you for no apparent reason.
2: All right, I'll uh, listen. I'll I'll take the note. Uh, I'll jump in with you. I will say the last draft show is on, dude. I thought I made the worst teams ever. I was like, oh, this is bad. Uh, you know, made my picks at like the last second. I was always making them while talking. And uh, no, Grant, I actually won money. I I, I got first in one of them, and the other one, I uh, I didn't place, but uh, hey, that was still good enough to uh, make some money on the draft show day. So that was pretty good.
0: Yeah, I am. I think I've done three mm-hmm. of these shows already, and I've had an eighty percent win rate on them which is by no means um, able to keep that up. But yeah, I, I love these draft shows. I, I missed them quite a bit for the last year. When I'm happy they're back.
2: Yep. Definitely like having draft back too. And uh, enjoy doing the shows with you. They're always a, uh, always a fun time. And, uh, who would you say? Uh, you're, oh, you're coming up next. I thought that was me, but that's you. I'm uh, crazy here. You got the national stack going here uh, against the, uh, against the Marlins and Washington, man, that's a sneaky uh, hitters park. Uh, I don't know if maybe, maybe the secret's already out now, but uh, dude, I really like this nationals offense. They're starting to click and I think it's a really good spot for them. Uh, there's someone you're looking to get some exposure to tonight.
0: Yeah. I mean, looking at the weather edge tool, uh, there's not really an increase in home runs, but there's an increase in total runs. Uh, based on 92 games matching this current condition. And, I mean, just looking who they're going against, Lopez, people don't really realize that he's a bit reverse splitsy. So going with guys like Turner, Rendon, Suzuki, Dozier, Robles, like all those guys are very good hitters, and they're going up against a like what should be a bit of a reverse splits pitcher or at least splits neutral. So you don't have to go just the automatic route. People are going to be stacking with Soto, with Adams, who's too cheap, and with Eaton. So I'm going to be going with a lot of the other guys. I mean, they may not get a full allotment of at-bats, but Miami's bullpen is not fantastic. And although Lopez is a pitcher that I'm using a decent amount, it's not just – it's not a completely linear thing where, all right, Lopez is going to do bad or the uh, Nationals are going to do good. It's one of these things where Lopez could potentially have a whole bunch of strikeouts, give up one or two bombs – or the Miami Bullpen can blow it, and it's a little bit of a hedge thing because he's the only real cheap pitcher that I'm looking at today.
2: Yeah. And speaking of bullpens, I don't know if you've checked this out, Grant, but we have a nice little uh, tool uh, that has the bullpens and talks about which bullpens on the slate are, are, you know, the bad ones, the good ones. And like Seattle's one of them, that bullpen's an absolute uh, disaster. And like Oakland's a great stack that I kind of mentioned earlier that I think will be really good. And and, and I think their prices over on DK are kind of cheap as well. So that's a stack over on a site like DK. I like it. I feel like I haven't seen too many people stacking the A's today on the, on the drafts we've done so far, but maybe I'm wrong there. I think that's a really good one. Um, I mean, the problem
0: with stacking the A's on draft, there's Chapman and there's Olsen and Piscotty, and that's really it. If you don't get all three of them, you're not going to have the greatest stack in the world. I mean, Simeon's fine. Pinder is fine. is fine. Profar is fine, but they're not great. They're not like other stacks. For instance, the Mariners, where you got Vogelbach, where you got Hanniger, you got Encarnacion, all are very, very good hitters, and they have... They, they don't have a deep, big implied total. you got teams like the Cardinals where you got Goldschmidt, Ozuna, DeJong, and Carpenter, all great hitters. You have things that are more spread out all the way throughout the Oakland lineup. They're all decent. Um, so it's a little bit tougher to do. Obviously, the ballpark's not great for home runs. So it's not the greatest stack in the world on draft, not like a team like the Twins, for instance, where you got the guys that are most likely to hit a bomb are in the top five of the order.
2: Yeah, and I'm up, Grant. Who do you got as a pitcher? I got 10 seconds here. I think Thornton's a really interesting option. He's been pretty good lately. Yeah, that's what I was going to do. Against the Padres back. I think he's a really sneaky option tonight. Uh, Talk to me about Thornton a little bit.
0: I don't want to use him at all, but he was the best of the bunch. Honestly, I think he's going to get enough ownership. I get he's going against the Padres. The Padres aren't nearly as good going up against righties as they are versus lefties. But I'm not a big believer in Thornton's abilities. Yes, he's struck out a decent amount of guys this year. But a lot of that was in his first start, and he's kind of come back down to earth. He gets a little bit wild, and there's a whole lot of power that is in this Padres lineup. I mean, Fran Mil Reyes alone has just a ridiculous amount of power. Machado hasn't really played to his contract so far this season, but he's a guy that can hit the ball out of the park. Hosmer's got a decent amount of power. Renfro's got a ton of power. And Myers, if he gets back to how he used to play, has some power here. So I'm worried about They're obviously going away from their old ballpark or from – Uh, the Padres ballpark going up to Toronto. And you look at the hard hit rates this year for these guys against righties, 52, 44, 43, 49, 37, 43, 44. Like even France down there at the bottom and Thornton gives up a decent amount of power to righties. And he's a 47% fly ball guy against righties. So I I have interest in stacking the Padres way over. I have interest in Thornton.
2: Yeah, that's uh, pretty interesting there. Now, I, I don't know, dude, I was looking at some numbers on Thor and I, I can't remember off the top of my head. And you guys made me close on my tabs, so I lost it all. Yeah,
0: time. we'll have better internet next time. And you just made my point. You just made my point by freezing up. Thank you. I know. And
2: listen, I was pitching a perfect game. I had thrown it always to you perfectly. I was doing great. Uh, and, uh, of course, at the time that I, uh, you know. Basically complained about what Devin made me do, taking all the tabs down. Uh, you know, there we go. Uh, perfect
0: game is kind of a relative term. Yours is more of a no-hitter with like seven errors on your team and you gave up three out- runs.
2: Totally, totally fair enough. I guess I guess you're right if That's that. Uh, that's the way. Uh, has Dean ever pitched a perfect game? Uh, do we think Dean's ever pitched an RG perfect game? What do you think?
0: I don't think Dean's ever made it out of the third inning.
2: Yeah, that's right. Uh, they, they always have to have a, a better lefty come in for Dean. But uh, we're only kidding with you, Dean. I don't think he's watching, but uh, if he is, uh, who cares know, if he is? Yeah, whatever, whatever. we D
0: and our buddies. We shared pudding together.
2: <laughs> that is true. By, by the way, real quick, before we do one more draft, and we're gonna do a hitters only draft, Grant. Um, dude, did, did you see they have Nilla Wafer banana pudding cereal? Oh my gosh! I'm telling you, you got you got to buy this thing. I saw it on Twitter today. Is it, totally up your alley? Yeah, no, that actually sounds delicious. I might have to. Do you know where they sold it at? I don't know. It's just like one of those things, like someone I follow that's like in my area has it like, I, I, yeah, obviously you don't live near me, but uh, I'm sure you could go, like Google this and find it. So, uh, put that on your list of things to do. And if you do eat it, grant, let me know how it is. Cause I might, I might look to and in uh, get some myself. Yeah. Well, I know my cereal. All right, let's jump on in. We're going to do a hitters only, and I'll label it hitters only for the people so they know what they're getting themselves into. We'll do one more draft, and uh, we I got about fourteen minutes, so if uh, it goes a little, runs a little long. Well, it's a hitters fine.
0: only. Let's just do a six
2: man. Oh, good call. Good. See, this is why we have you here,
0: Grant. Yeah, I'm an accountant. I I know how to manage time.
2: All right, well, there's only six people, so jump on in quick, Grant. You ready to rock?
0: What well, are you naming it?
2: Uh, hitters only, man. It's oh, I was going to
0: say name it Dean's pudding
2: uh nah, hitters only yeah let the people know what they're getting themselves into next time next show we'll, we'll name it dean's pudding but uh three two one and go hitters only six man draft uh should be Boom. a pretty in. Good time.
0: first one and as always gosh darn it i've got fast fingers
2: yeah and uh let's see uh if you guys want like uh let's uh, let's let's put devin to work devin we're gonna do some qqs because you made me close all my tabs so i can't say any fancy stats and stuff like that that i had up uh Let's fire in some QQs from the YouTube chat. If you're over on YouTube, guys, or if you're in the motor Grinder chat, how about you pop into YouTube, say hi to the YouTube guys, and then go hit the like, like, and subscribe over there. For us, guys, we would really appreciate that. So, uh, hey, Devin, uh, fire in some QQs from the YouTube chat if you can, and we'll help the people out. How's that sound, Graham?
0: That sounds great to me. And why are
2: people not getting into this draft? I don't know. Good thing we made it six, man. Uh, We need two more people, guys. If you're over there on YouTube and you haven't jumped in, join draft uh i don't know if there's a promo code for it if there is maybe devin can fire it in but uh, it's use the probably, rg
0: link i think the promo code is grinders
2: yeah it's probably grinders or grinders 30 one of those uh so it is yeah. in
0: fact grinders
2: devin just dropped it into chat boom there you go promo code is grinders jump on in join the drafts uh it's a fun time uh, i don't know what the bonus is for that but it should be uh should be really good and uh Devin over there man like we're looking for an extra person you could have jumped in on the show but uh yeah we'll uh we'll enjoy this one we got Mr. Meme Mode who loves doing these we got uh man we got Trav1105 I guess it's the battle of who's the better Travis in this show uh Spotty Odie and then um AceG24 and you Grant rolling up the rear with the last one this is all red badges I haven't seen this in a while yeah man this is this will be a little bit of a, a battle here so uh yeah uh, let's see I don't know. It doesn't look like. I don't know if Devin's going to get us the QQs. But if you guys have QQs in the rotor grinder shed, uh, hook us up with that. That'll be. It can awesome. be
0: related to anything. Ask us any questions. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm willing to answer them. Thoughts what on
2: advice, Love advice? Are you, are you an expert in the love advice, or is that Chopper's job?
0: I think I think that's Chopper's job. But I can give you love advice. It just might not be good. That's fair.
2: QG, uh, thoughts on a Marlins stack today? I've heard some whispers of the Marlins today, Grant. What do you think about going to them?
0: I mean, McGowan's terrible. People are going to use him. I don't I don't know if I'd go full Mar- Actually, yeah. I mean, depending on your site, full Marlins stack is in play. Granderson, McGowan, the way he pitches, it's kind of more beneficial to lefties than it is to righties. Um, but I'm still fine with going Granderson is the top option, but Cooper, Anderson uh neil walker and either alfaro or castro just because of his price it allows you to get both sale and snell so i like the stack just as a money saving idea people say it doesn't have a whole lot of upside um but a lot of these guys in this lineup actually hit the ball hard they just don't have great numbers because they play over in miami but this is a decent spot here so i i don't hate the Marlins stack
2: Yeah, that that definitely makes some sense. And, Grant, I got Trevor Story in every draft, so I'm invested on drafting Trevor Story, man. That seems like a good time to me. Uh, He he seems like – I know he's expensive, but he seems like a guy that's going to crush tonight.
0: Yeah, he may very well do that. Um,
2: I'm hoping for that double homer night, I can just clean the board up on draft and call it a day. Um, Do you think Polanco – I know he's been great this year, but Polanco at 1.5, if I told you that a month ago, you'd probably say you were crazy to me on this type of slate. What do you think?
0: I don't know. Like this Miami team is so gosh darn good. Like they they just I said Miami, I meant Minnesota, and words confuse me. Um, but Minnesota is just so gosh darn good this year that I have no problem with it. I mean, any lefty going up against what's his name is very much in play. Lopez, he has a great slider, which can strike out pretty much any righties, but when you get a more lefty dominated lineup he can get just destroyed. A, dec- a few guys in this lineup can walk in a decent clip. Lopez can get very wild to lefties and give up a whole bunch of fly balls to both sides of the plate. So Kepler, Polanco, Rosario, all very good options here. And even Castro down the bottom gives you a decent catcher. So I love Polanco, and I love all these lefties going up against Lopez. And then you have the terrible Chicago bullpen
2: i gotta get my pick in there should i go with Yelich? are we worried about the injury at all or no i mean you can just go balls to the wall it's a good spot i mean he was out there chugging a beer last night did you see
0: yeah i did see him chugging a beer last night sure. it was not horribly impressive but it was more impressive than rogers
2: yeah my boy dude oh man aaron uh he, he embarrassed himself but that's okay man uh listen uh I, i'm not the greatest beer chugger either as we've seen oh, we have to try and very
0: like- much know that
2: yeah, we uh, we definitely know that that's not my uh, forte. But dude, Grant, I could probably beat you in some other things, man. I'm an expert in like maple syrup, Hershey syrup, I've done all that stuff, man. So I'm Are you different... talking
0: about chugging.
2: Yeah, chugging, man. I've I've done yeah, it in competitions. I don't
0: Understand? I'm very good at that too.
2: Yeah, you probably would be, but uh, I listen. I'm not one that want to challenge you. I, I, chugging this I'm gonna I'm gonna stay in my lane and uh, stay mm-hmm. out of that. That's a uh, that's. There's there's
0: two uh, things that like can potentially cause problems for people that are good at chugging water, but not other things. There's carbonation, which can be a problem with beer, and then there is viscosity. I guess is the right word, which is a problem with maple syrup, which is a problem with thicker. <clears throat> liquids and I have no problem with either of those and I'm sure that there's going to be some terrible comments in chat now.
2: Yeah, and we got some other QQs in chat. Someone asked if I watched Paradise Hotel. Uh, no, I haven't seen it yet, but I, I might. I might check it out to see how much of a disaster it is. Uh, I like a good. I like a good car accident, so uh, maybe I'll check that out. Uh, any cash game locks on Yahoo? Grant, uh, have you checked out Yahoo? Uh, you know, if we don't have the locks, there is a show coming up with Britt Devine and Bobby Fi at three fifty p.m. Eastern. I'm sure they can help you out with the cash locks. But Grant, how about you?
0: I mean, the locks are Snell, and then either Griffin or sale those are the locks for pitching um outside of pitching there isn't really a complete lock i'd say that ramos is one of the better catcher plays morales is the stone cold lock for first base but like you can deviate off and then uh Frazier is my third baseman if you can't afford Arenado, mm-hmm. which if you're paying up for pitching is unlikely so it's really morales is the lock and then either snell or sale or both or you can go griffin
2: Yep, uh, and um, I'm getting that Rocky stack in there, Grant. I hope it ends up working out my way. Uh, I really like the hitters-only drafts here that we're doing, man. There's a lot of good hitters left, right? We got Fowler, Ozuna. Like, we're around four and a six-man. It- it's absolutely loaded. You know, you got, like, Voight. You got Chapman, DeJong. A lot of good hitters still left. So these six-man uh, these uh six six-man hitters drafts are pretty fun over here. Yeah,
0: I've got myself a full Baltimore stack. Don't know if that was a great idea, but it's done.
2: Hey, listen. You and I both got the cores. Then that's kind of how we're uh, looking to go. It seems like let's see what else is left. And there's Yo, a lot of good. Let's that. give out some cheap dongs today. Hey, listen. Uh, I'm down for that. G- give out the. Let's give out some cheap dongs then. Uh, if you go over and one way to do this, Grant, uh, I don't know if you guys checked this out, and uh, you can go over and go to the starting lineups page, and you can take the scroll bar at the top and scroll down, and you look at all the cheap guys.
0: Yeah, yeah, you can. You absolutely can. Look at all the cheap guys there.
2: Give Uh, me some of the cheap dongs for today, Grant.
0: uh, I'm going under 4K. I'm going Anderson for Miami. Uh, I'm going Davis for Baltimore. He's going to get a hit. I believe in him. playing him all year, and it's worked out terribly a lot of times. I'm going Jay Bruce. Those are the three guys that are all going to hit some dongs. Oh, I'm up. Oh, shoot.
2: There you go, Grant. You gotta get a Baltimore guy, right? Or you can. not You can't do four. a full
0: five-man sack.
2: Well, there you go. You got Trey Turner there. Guys, keep firing in the QQs. We'll talk about that. Uh, Grant, there was a question about, I don't know if it was a question, but they said, hey, you guys didn't mention uh basically said you guys didn't mention Aaron uh, basically you didn't mention Aaron Hicks BBP. I don't know if you've looked at the BBP. I'm not really a BvP guy. Uh, what do you think about the Aaron Hicks BvP?
0: I mean, I believe in BVP, but I mostly ignore it uh, because it tends to drive ownership. So more often than not, you're going to end up with a guy with great BVP that is going to be an extra 3% owned because of it, because so many people look at it. So it tends to even out in terms of like how useful it is. And more often than not, it's actually going to hurt you. I'm definitely a believer in BVP, but I don't look at it. So I'm not, I'm playing Hicks regardless because he's in a good spot. His price tag is good enough to hang on the site. Um, so I think I have a lot of him over on Yahoo.
2: Yeah. Well th- that stack in general, right? The Yankee stack is definitely a good one to look to. So uh, I'm going to pull it up though and see what the BVP is for myself. Cause again, it's not really something that I look at or care to look at. So, uh, but we'll, we'll fire up the BVP here in a second. Making my way over BVP. Let's see what it's all about today. Um,
0: what pricey guys are you fading today? Um, Trout a decent amount. Harper, um, I prefer righties more than lefties. Going to get up against Anderson. Um, he doesn't throw a slider, so he's a bit reverse splitsy. Uh, Story Arenado. I'm playing them a decent amount, but not a ton. Uh, so those are yeah, those are the high price guys that. I'm likely fading more than the field, but I'll right. still have to do some out of them.
2: <laughs> so, Grant, the BVP is uh, interesting. Um, so he's five for five, right? And you'd be like, oh, that's great. But, dude, they're all singles, man. Like, uh, you know, Chicks don't like Aaron Hicks. Aaron Hicks isn't a good option, right? Uh, Ch- Chicks are not rostering him today. They want the long ball, man. Uh, five for five with five singles, that doesn't seem right.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's still a 1,000 batting average, but uh, that means that his Babbitt was a thousand percent that's due for some huge regression no matter what it's not like home runs it's not like doubles where you're getting decent contact on the ball all you're doing is just getting contact that happens to go in the right direction
2: yeah i'm uh i'm kind of with you on that uh looking at the stacks here who do we got we got one team they didn't stack in this mr me mode he did not stack either i stacked up uh i at least did a three man um then we got another one. It was a uh, – they're all red players. So they got uh, a Philly, a Washington National, and uh, – so two Phillies, two Cardinals, and then one National. So there you go. Not, not a ton of people stacked in the hitters only, Grant. I think you were the only one, actually. Uh, there is a two-man twin stack or three-man twin stack. So um, not a lot of stacking going on in these, uh, on these drafts.
0: Someone asked me why I would get a lot of uh, Reynolds when he's going to possibly going to get pinch hit for in the fifth after means comes out, he's still going to have several innings of means. It's that simple means is terrible. If they're up by enough, they may not even bother pinch hitting for him. Um, it's, it's that, like I needed to round up my Colorado stack. I knew that I could get a bunch of them. Uh, he should be there in the middle of the lineup and he should get enough at bats to outpay his price and just a fantastic spot that I had to go with because there's not a whole lot of other options to go with for that stack. And he's frozen. This is interesting.
2: Yeah, uh, I know. I got you, Grant. Uh, listen, we, go. we, got two, we got two minutes left. We're going to close out the show, though. We finished up our drafts. Uh, we're going to get on out of here before I freeze up. Uh, but uh, we have the 350 show coming up next. Stay tuned for that. We got Brick Devine. We got Bobby Five talking Yahoo. That should be awesome. Then after that, we got Dean78904 and some poor guy that has to work with him. At five o'clock at the fantasy draft, and then don't forget we have crunch time. If you're a premium member, you got Kevin Roth, you got Derek Cardi, and you got J.C. Rab leading you up to lineup lock. Uh, Grant, I'm sure you'll be tuning in for all that, and it'll be a good time.
0: I may I may need to make a a shotgun beer bet with Cardi, so yeah,
2: I'll be there all right grant will be there you guys should be there too don't forget like and subscribe on youtube put the rotor grinders badge in the fan duel squeeze contest and enjoy that try and win a free premium free rg swag should be a good time check out the rest of our shows guys but we got to get on out of here for me travis going and for grant Nefer, we are gone hey kids
1: What's up guys beer here back in the fantasy bar with six plays for you on yahoo including five bats all under twenty dollars for you a starting pitcher under forty dollars big time upside and an off the radar beast of the night who are we talking about grab a seat at the fantasy bar and find out Welcome in, guys! Friday edition, beers, daily fantasy six pack back here once again in the fantasy bar, ready to rock. Six of my favorite plays tonight on Yahoo, and again, these guys are playable across FanDuel, across DraftKings, wherever you are playing. I like them all. We'll focus on Yahoo pricing here for today. Five hitters, one pitcher for you. Tried to find some value. Now we have Coors Field on the slate. As you know. No need for me to tell you to play Coors Field bats. Too easy. Let's get you some plays outside of Coors Field. Let's start on the infield at shortstop. Marcus Simeon leading soft off at $15. So I love this spot for Oakland tonight, and I love this spot for Simeon. You look at some of the surface numbers, not great against left-handed pitching, but you dig a little bit deeper, that's where you uncover the gems. Against the changeup of Wade LeBlanc, 32% of the time he uses that pitch, Simeon hits that for power, 255 iso. Next pitch up, the sinker. uses that 30% of the time. We get a WOBA at 380 for Marcus Simeon. And LeBlanc been a disaster this season. We know this guy's not very good. He's taking it to a whole new level this season with his inconsistency, with giving up hard contact, fly ball rate. You guys know I love that combination. Wow, he's sitting at 47% in both fly ball rate and hard contact rate. The beer gut telling Marcus Simeon not only going to have a big night, but he's going to go yard here tonight against wade leblanc let's stay on the infield with the mid-range at third base matt carpenter sixteen dollars so it's only a matter of time before this guy gets going we've had him in here a few times been pretty good to us the surface numbers don't look great for him against right handed pitching but the hard contact is still there over 40 percent. so that's certainly encouraging i don't expect a lot of people gonna go this route on a 14 game slate so we're gonna get low ownership and what do we know about Fultonowitz? We want to attack him with left-handed hitters. We don't have a ton of them here for St. Louis. Don't know that they're a stackable team tonight, but Carpenter makes for a great one-off play. You see that big iso allowed. That's a lot of power given up. And another guy giving up a lot of hard contact at 36%, but 50% fly ball rate. That's going to give Carpenter an opportunity to go yard here tonight. I think he gets it going against Fultonowitz. At $16. So we're on Yahoo. We need a catcher. Let's go to Yasmani Grandal, $13. So a little home cooking here for me, a little brewer action in the six pack, nothing wrong with that. But a guy like Grandal has always been on my radar. No matter what team he's been on, he gives you that power upside at a pretty decent price here, just $13. But over 20 Yahoo points three times in the last eight games. A lot of catchers, you're just hoping to get you. Five, six, seven points. Grandal gives you that ceiling to go well over 20 fantasy points. You see the over there, 358, the ISO north of 200 against right handed pitching, and nice history here against Jared Eichhoff. Now, to be fair, just seven at bats, but two home runs in that sample is what we like to see. And Eichhoff, 350, Woba allowed, 273, ISO allowed, so giving up that power 67% by ball rate. Obviously not a sustainable number. But still, the hard contact rate and over 40 gives us that mix we're looking for. Rondell, plug him into that catcher spot at just $13. All right, let's get you a six-pack favorite. Guy checks in under $10. Nice value here on First Baseman, Steve Pierce. So just $9 here for Steve Pierce. I'm going to be buying. If you've been a longtime supporter of the Fantasy Bar, you know I love me some Steve Pierce. And sure, maybe the numbers haven't been there this season, and the guy kind of towards the end, of his career, but we're talking about a long-range track record of success against left-handed pitching, so I'm going to trust that here against Wade Miley. Just last season alone, ISO was over 250, wOBA was over 400 against lefties, and Wade Miley definitely been solid, been good against righties as well, but that hard contact is still there at 33%. I think the Red Sox as a team could kind of fall through the cracks here tonight. We talked about Coors Field. We got some stud pitching tonight, and you got to pay for these Boston bats. But you sneak Pierce in there. I think you can stack Boston here against Wade Miley. A little bit off the radar, but I like Steve Pierce in any format at just $9. All right, I promised you a starting pitcher with some upside under $40. We're going to go with Robbie Ray, just 38 bucks. So Ray comes in good form here. 37 strikeouts over his last five starts. When you look at some of the BVP and history against the team, 33% career strikeout rate against current Giants bats. So we know the strikeout upside is there. He's also pitched very well in San Francisco. We know it's a great pitching environment, but the numbers really bear that out for Robbie Ray. Last five starts for him. ERA sitting at just 2.15, 39 strikeouts in those five starts and just at 232, batting average allowed so just face this giants team wasn't the best of starts for him here but you get the park upgrade you get a price i think is about 10 bucks too cheap that's going to open up some bats for you i like the spot for robbie ray let's call for double digit strikeouts here let's go big on a friday robbie ray let's get it done baby At just 38 dollars all right it's time to take a look at my favorite play but before we do that guys who's your beast of the night get in the comment section let's see how many votes we can get for beast of the night i want to know your top play of the day if you're on youtube and you're hanging out in a fantasy bar please take a second click that thumbs up button that's the tip jar here in this fantasy bar really helps us out guys and i greatly appreciate it now let's take a look at my favorite play you know him as the beast of the night all right, beast time. We open up with an Oakland A. We're going to close up shop with an Oakland A. We're going to go to the outfield with Steven Piscotti. $17, tonight's beast of the night. So I promised you an off-the-radar beast of the night, and we certainly get that with Piscotti, but with good reason here. This guy has gotten it done each and every night. 14 of the last 16 games, he's rung up hits against left-handed pitching to start the season. You see that Woba approaching 450. ISO over 250, hard contact rate, north of 40%. High value hit rate, north of 10%. So he's really checking all the boxes for me against lefties. And we've already mentioned some of the numbers against Wade LeBlanc. Let's give you a few more because this guy's been that bad. Woba, 450 allowed. ISO, 338. Get some exposure to the Oakland A's. Easily my favorite stack on the board against LeBlanc. But Steven Piscotti, my favorite play on the board. And tonight's Beast of the Night. Alright, guys, that wraps up here for Friday night in the fantasy Bar. Any Comments, questions, feedback, you know what to do. Hit that comment section. Don't forget your beast of the night in there. Also, promo code Grinders30 on Yahoo gets you a $30 deposit bonus on that first deposit. If you haven't played at Yahoo yet, get over there and check it out. For rotogrinders.com. I am Bear saying salute. Best of luck here tonight, guys. Have a great Memorial Day weekend, and we'll see you right back here next week. Good luck, guys. Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on
3: DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos playlist. On everybody, welcome to the Yahoo Fantasy Show here on roto Grinders uh Tournament Edition. I am Britt Devine uh here with Bobby fye Uh Bobby, uh you know, I'm I'm having a good day today. I've been doing a lot of research. Uh I think I'm pretty dialed in on the slate, but it's a big slate. I think there's a lot of options, and uh, I'm I'm ready to win you and, and myself and all the viewers some money today.
4: Yeah, I'm ready for it, man. I'm excited. It's a it's a nice Friday slate. I made some plans for shortly after, so I'm not playing as many lineups as I normally do for a Friday, but I still love this slate and I'm still very excited about it. It's just, these are the times that I, I, I love giant slates. I have no problem with them. Uh, I don't worry about ownership so much. Just makes it, you can really pick and choose your spots. There's going to be heavy ownership in a couple, one, one really obvious spot. Other than that, uh, even that won't be that crazy because there's just so many good options. So love slates like this
3: so what are the what are the plans entail because for you it's four o'clock on the west coast right to me that's you got the whole day ahead of you out here on the east coast right it's seven o'clock that's dinner that's
4: bedtime for me right like I, i'm old uh, though what are these plans entail bobby we can't talk about those on no it's just it's 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 meeting up with a bunch of friends who I haven't seen in a while and then on top of it like i've got ended up with my daughter on saturday morning so i don't want to be out too late so it's sort of like you know having the having the day sort of go you know i don't want to be there looking at lineups the whole Mm -hmm. time until every game locks that basically until 7 p.m my time i want to
3: i feel like i would enjoy west coast dfs for everything but football the 10 o'clock start for football would probably be a little bit too early for me but having lock at four o'clock as long as you're able to do it right like the nine to fivers obviously that stinks but if you're able to do it i think the west coast life for dfs would, would generally better sans
4: football for yeah, I, I definitely understand that point. Those football days are great. I feel great all, all day and afternoon, and then about, like, 7, 8 p.m., I'm like, wow, what happened? I'm, like, ready to go to sleep.
3: <laughs> uh, we're going to talk some baseball. we got a couple of uh, fun things to talk about here. We've always been talking, hey, we've got the show your badge uh, promo that we do, where if you upload your Roto-Grinders badge to any uh, any DFS site and you get top 10 in a large contest, uh, we get, you know, you're eligible for a free month of premium. We are kicking that into high gear today. We have a new promotion specifically for today. We always want you to upload your badge. And if you want a free month of Roto-Grinders premium, right, just for winning a tournament, I think that's a pretty good, pretty good, uh, you know, way to do it anyway. But uh, we're doing a game on FanDuel today where the Roto-Grinders badge highest, whoever has the highest badge in the entire tournament, uh, not only if you finish top 10 hey maybe you'll get a free month of premium but we're giving away some swag on it so if you're playing in the squeeze on fan duel today what we need you to do is upload your badge to FanDuel, the RotoGrinders badge and whoever finishes the highest will give you a free hat and we'll give you a free t-shirt uh for this week's contest and then hey if someone happens to finish in the top 10 in that as well Right, you're gonna get a free month of premium. You would just contact support or something like that, and they'll add it onto your account like that. Uh, Devin dropped the link for it. I see uh, Smart Waters in chat uh, telling all the details on it. If you have any questions, uh, feel free to ping him in. Pr- ping him. Um, but yeah, just for uploading, you know, Bobby, we get all the swag. I always have swag on just for uploading a badge for a day. Uh, if you're gonna play the tournament anyway. Why not try to win some hat? Why not try to win a free month of Roto-Grinders
4: premium? I'm totally with you. Love it. Um, yeah, I think that, and you are the, definitely the best representative of this, is you definitely are Mr. Swag. I've, I've been with you where swag was given out, and no one yeah. cleans up like you do.
3: You know, I think the the Roto-Grinders party, you handed me a couple of t-shirts, Bobby, to like hold for you. Those are now in my closet, so I thank you for that. (laughs) (laughs) I am am not wearing them uh, pretty much all the time. Uh, Let's jump into some baseball for today. That's what the people are here for. Uh, We're on Yahoo, and uh, pitching's pretty important. I always like to start over there. And I want to start with probably the guy I think is going to be chalky around the industry today. Uh, I'll bring him up on Plate IQ. That's going to be Noah Cindergaard. Uh, It's a pretty good matchup today. His uh, performances, you know, you think Sindergaard is this amazing, amazing fantasy pitcher. It's really only come through in a couple of games so far this year. But uh, as you can see on plate IQ this year, basically everything's green on his end. You look at the Tigers, everything's red. They got to throw a pitcher up there to hit for a couple at bats against him at two. That's going to be free outs, probably a strikeout or two today. Uh, if there was ever an expectation of Cindergard to have one of his higher fantasy performances i think today's probably it what are you doing with him um you know especially at the relative high ownership he's going to be out there in tournaments today bobby
4: so Cindergaard is a terrific play we've got a decent umpire the totals low the we you know detroit doesn't have lefties they struggle with righties like everything's great national league park great the only argument you have is that you've got some other pitchers that stand out that are right at the same Mm-hmm. I mean, at close enough prices on Yahoo to where I don't think that I think you treat the top end of the the price doesn't really matter for these, you know, the four guys you'd consider. But on Yahoo, I think I would I would narrow. Well, no, I think I would narrow it down to those four actually. I, I include Berrios in this uh, along with Syndergaard, Sale, and Snell. My initial thoughts were going to be to try and load up as much Snell as possible, as more of a tournament play. I don't I don't like taking pictures against Cleveland. His swing miss rate has been unbelievable this year, almost twenty percent. Um, almost 70% on his first pitch strikes like this guy is just dominant and uh, he's the way he's sort of the guy I started to lean towards but then you look at the K props it's interesting that Chris Sale at what's going to be lower ownership has a K prop two above anybody else on this slate and that's interesting to me against a Houston team that is missing two of not only their best hitters but two of regardless of what you think about Chris Bryan, if you follow me on Twitter and don't. <laughs> two of the top 25, 25 players, hitters. They, they're they missing with unquestionably two of the top 25, possibly two of the top 10 hitters in baseball. Um, I, I'm starting to turn on to Chris Sale a little bit more. I'd like to see who the umpire ends up. We we don't have the information for that game yet, but these guys are all really close. Um, I think Syndergaard is a great play. I think Snell is an elite tournament play, but they're going to be ownership on him too over here. And I think Berrios is, has, you know, this White Sox team, we've seen him just get just crushed. I just don't love on giant slates, Interdivision division games can be a little bit trickier, like they should be more familiar, but he's dominated all of these White Sox that he's faced. I just, I really am having trouble deciding between them. I might pick the lowest owned and I'm thinking that might be sale.
3: I'm trying to pull up and see if we have any uh, ownership for Yahoo yet on my other screen. Let's see here. So we do. Uh, looking at ownership, we've got Cindergard tagged as the highest uh, in the 36%. This does apply to the tournaments, not so much cash games. Uh, and the cash games do tend to get a little bit chalkier on Yahoo. They're usually filled with good players all running reasonably good projections and, and mostly all end up on, on kind of the same plays today. Do you think I'm probably going to end up playing Cindergard for sure on mm-hmm. my cash teams? I think he's going to be the most popular. It's backed up by our projections uh, I'm going to go ahead and throw him on the team. Uh, I think he, he's just, he's the guy, if I have to pick
4: one, I think I'm going to be playing him today. Yeah. I, th- I think for cash, I think you play, I think on Yahoo, you play him in Snell. There's, there's value out there where you can play these guys, um, even value in the games that we want to target. So maybe you don't get to play or in cash if you do that, but you can play a lot of other really, really good pieces, um, so I, I actually would go that route in cash. I don't mind that Talk at all. Talk to
3: me just a little more on Snell because uh, I'm looking at the bat. The bat does not really like Snell today. The bat always likes Cleveland bats. I think that probably has to do uh, a little bit with it today. But I've got uh, – I got plate IQ pulled up here. And Snell's numbers look, uh, you know, extremely good. A ho- Almost 40% strikeout rate in the season. <laughs> Cleveland really hasn't been – All that versus lefties versus righties. Uh, Even, you know, Snell's been so dominant versus righties that it doesn't really even matter who Cleveland throws out to me. Uh, How how are you handling him on both DraftKings and on Yahoo? Uh, I think on DK, he's probably, I think he's the highest-priced pitcher, today.
4: I like him as a tournament play. I don't like him as much as a as a as a regular play. Although I think he makes sense I think in cash you you can play him. I think that makes perfect sense to me on Yahoo. I think specifically over here you can afford to play him in Syndicate. But I do worry a little bit about this overall. Cleveland is a much better offense. I think that I like, I'm, I'm like the bat. I do believe in Cleveland's offense is better than what they've showed so far. Obviously they haven't been up healthy the whole season. Historically, a lot of these guys have crushed lefties, even going to Lindor, Ramirez. Um, it certainly isn't fun, but it's funny that we're not, you know, people are all afraid of, people aren't afraid of the Cleveland lineup, but everybody's afraid of the Houston lineup who's missing their two biggest hitters. So I'm just sort of the, I'm a tournament player. The more I keep getting back to it, I just feel like I'm not worried about ownership on big slates. It's true. I don't mind taking chalk pitching, but I don't think these guys necessarily grade out any better than Chris Sale does tonight. So I, I think that Chris Sale is a tournament more, the tournament way to go. Syndergaard would be the guy you start with in cash games. If you want to pay down on Yahoo, I think that the actual, your option is Robbie Ray. He's just too cheap on Yahoo specifically. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I don't even consider him on other sites, but I do think on Yahoo, he's a terrific play. Uh, Griffin Canning, I'm using everywhere else, but I just find on Yahoo, I think for tournaments, I would play Robbie Ray, who has a higher, higher upside, I think, than Canning does. Well, uh, you,
3: you mentioned Ray for tournaments. Uh, I, he's, I think he's my current SP, two because yeah. I, I want Nolan Arenado, Bobby, and I want Trevor Story on my team today, and if I play Blake Snell on Yahoo, I can't get them even with a variety of other seven dollar bats on there
4: today mm-hmm. so i've
3: i've got ray in my mind at least right now penciled in as my sp2 you bring up the matchup uh one it's the latest game of the nights right so you get to rock it you, you're not cashing anything you rock it up the leaderboards hopefully with ray the problem i think ray is going to draw some ownership today and the number one rule of playing robbie ray is you don't play robbie ray when robbie ray is going to draw a lot of ownership and especially not on a 14-game slate. So these are things I'm wrestling with in my head. Uh, On Yahoo, it makes a lot of sense to play him. He's just hes too cheap. The strikeouts are still there. Um, The Giants don't strike out a ton, but there's enough strikeouts specifically in the bottom of the lineup that I think a pitcher as good as Ray should be able to handle them pretty easy. Even against righty, he's still about a a 30% clip on him. Uh, It's San Francisco. It's in San Francisco. I don't know. I'm thinking I might play Robbie Ray in my cash teams, Bobby.
4: Yeah, I think over on Yahoo, I, I definitely makes some sense to me. I don't think I'm going to prioritize him highly for tournaments anywhere else. He's so mm-hmm. expensive. But on Yahoo, definitely.
3: On, on-, on DK for tournaments, he's much, he's more. In, so on Yahoo, I don't think I'd play him on my tournament. Yeah, I on, on DK, I would, right? Because I think he's going to draw. He's not going to draw much ownership on DK. Uh, if I bring up Sleet IQ real quick, right? We're looking at Robbie Ray, about 12% ownership. So that's one, two, three, four, the sixth highest owned. You know, probably jumbled in there with a couple other guys. Um, you know, if I had to guess, he'll fall somewhere in the fifth through eighth in ownership. That that's more appealing to me than playing a thirty or forty percent Robbie Ray on a site like Yahoo.
4: Yeah, for sure. I get the I get the argument for ownership. I, I still don't think I'm going to play him just because I like the other top pitchers much better. But mm-hmm. over here, the price obviously is different. It makes, it makes Griffin Canning, who we have at reasonable ownership over here, kind of interesting. Yeah. And the one guy, if you're really going to spend down for tournaments, I'm just going to say over here, take a shot with Trenton Thornton. Um, there's a lot of Ks in this uh, lineup. The San Diego team strikes out more than anybody against righties. Thornton is a good strikeout pitcher, and I actually think he's an above-average pitcher – Phil Cousy is a perfect umpire for him. good spot. Like, you know, yes, if it would be better if it was in San Diego, but I think overall, you look at that, it, he could be the other spend down who's like a, a weird pivot in tournaments, or you could play him with Ray just to get really different in tournaments and then pay up for all the expensive Colorado bats.
3: Hey, we don't have the lineup yet, but uh, Thornton much better against righties this year, 274 Woba allowed. Strikeout's not really there, but maybe he's running a little bad on strikeouts there's just there's so many strikeouts in the Padres lineup sure there's uh, some Woba and definitely some ISO specifically from a couple of players and Machado's probably running a little uh, bad against righties this year but yeah I, I like Thornton I, I think I would play Thornton over Robbie Ray in a tournament for a couple of reasons I think the ownership will probably be less and he saves me eight bucks which means that's another cores bat for me in a tournament that's another bat in a game uh, that, that has some offense that I might like today uh, so I think Thornton so, is very appealing for me in tournaments. On Yahoo.
4: yeah, uh, yeah, great. I appreciate that actually because I want you to explain my last big question: Who's gonna the last guy who's gonna have ownership over here that we didn't talk about? Um, why is Kyle? Why are people on Kyle McGowan?
3: i well. One, you got to ask How many pitches is he gonna go right? Um,
4: well, I'm just saying, like him versus Thornton. He's Thornton's cheaper than him on Yahoo, and we yeah, have him I play three times the I, ownership.
3: Um, in every format, one,
4: Thornton's the better play.
3: Something wrong with the algorithm and the Yahoo ownership, I would imagine. So I would expect Thornton to have more ownership than a guy like McGowan on
4: Yahoo. Too. I think people love to play these young guys, thinking that they're all stud. This guy started one game in his career. He's twenty-six years old, twenty-seven. I know he's been okay lately, but like in the minors. But it, it just.
3: And when you're like twenty-seven and you're still in the minor leagues, you're probably not that great.
4: I don't mind taking a shot at some of these young hitters that are coming up that are twenty-six who've been pu- just pounding the ball.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about Griffin Canning. Uh, I, I like Canning. Canning's going to draw some ownership tonight. And I uh, I was looking at Slate IQ, and at least for DraftKings, Texas is one of the higher leverage stacks because they have a lot of power. And if Canning isn't as good as, you know, he, he could be, the Texas stack can provide some leverage today. So I like Canning quite a bit. I think he's going to be pretty popular on DraftKings today as an SP2 paired with one of the top options because that gives you a good mix of bats and gives you a good mix of, you know, high-end pitching today. Um, he's in Anaheim. Uh, Cardi tweeted out today, too. It's, a, you know, we, we used to think Anaheim was a pitcher's park, and it is definitely not that with the lowering of the wall and uh, just some other things that have happened on there. It's turned into a, in a pretty good hitter's park. Um, but but I think Canning, as, as much power as there is in the Texas lineup, there's also enough strikeouts. He's got some strikeout upside. I think he's a he's a reasonable play, and I, I think on DK specifically, he's going to be in uh, on the radar for a lot of SP twos in cash games and SP ones in in tournaments, just to to allow people to stack up bats uh, that they want on other teams.
4: Yeah, there's I mean, there's no way I'm playing Texas bats against him personally, but I you know on a smaller slate, I would take some, I would take some, maybe have some interest. It's just too big a slate. There's no reason, and the guy is legit really really good like he's going to be a really really good pitcher for a long time um I, one of the things I love about guys like this is like even in the start he struggled the most against Baltimore where they really hit him he still ended up like battling to 100 pitches like he it was, like at least you know what I mean like he's it's not like he's getting pulled when at 50 pitches if he's struggling or something I, I just feel pretty good about him
3: yeah I like Cannon uh there should be uh, plenty of strikeouts for him today I pulled up plate IQ you can see a lot of red in the strikeouts. Now you see a lot of green in the ISO too. So this is why um, you, you kind of get the double leverage with Texas, lower ownership, plus a lot of power, plus uh, against a popular pitcher. So, uh, you know, I'm playing 10 in that nice structured, uh, large field $10 tournament today. I'm going to have a Texas stack in there. Um, and, and I think just one out of 10 will be uh, way over the field. Um, but I will have my share of canning as well, if that makes sense. Me. Yes. Um who do we want to put in here as SP2? Are there any other pitchers? There's a couple uh Lucches, interesting, not on Yahoo. He's too expensive on Yahoo. Like you can play Robbie Ray. You can play Canning. I think I'd rather do that. Uh, you can just go up into the next tier. Uh, we didn't spend too much time on Barrios, So I want to talk about him because I, I actually, if you are trying to look at just pure strikeouts, I think he actually has one of the better matchups outside of Cindergaard, but he's also like cinder guard where they just you think they're these elite strikeout pitchers but they just aren't as elite as you probably think they are so there's a lot of strikeout potential uh, against the white Sox lineup uh, what are we doing with barrios and if you look at him uh, i believe it's verse the curveball that barrios likes to throw a lot a lot of verse righties you can do all this uh, right in plate iq and it just Everything turns red, Bobby. So even if you look at the pitch type matchup, Oliver's righties, he's throwing it about 40% of the time. None of these dudes can hit a
4: curveball. Yeah, so my first my first builds on like DraftKings today were Syndergaard and Berrios. I really love Berrios. I I think he has like he can win this slate as you know against this team. I know it's not huge sample size, you know, but in the basically a hundred hundred at bats, depending on who ends up catching. Actually, I don't I haven't seen who's catching it because McCann has really good BVP versus him. To, I assume that he would probably be in he there. He is
3: not in the lineup
4: today. Wow, is he hurt or something right now? Did sure. I miss it? Okay, be- well, sorry. Go ahead. On the White Sox lineup? Yeah, he's not in there. So I didn't I didn't know if he's hurt or something. Maybe I missed something. No, he's not in there. BVP yeah, so, proofers are mad. <laughs> um, perfect. Uh I, I actually am surprised the the White Sox total is as high as it is. I really like Berrios uh too. It's just a matter of, you know, picking and choosing. And like I said, I like all these top guys, so I, I don't mind mixing a few of them. But I do think Berrios, uh, especially, like, the problem is it's such a close price thing, and I feel like there's enough value mm-hmm. on Yahoo that I can take it to the other guys. But on other sites, like, like DraftKings, I'm definitely really interested in Berrios here. And I actually don't mind taking a shot even on FanDuel because, like, just as a – like, I think he could end up winning the slate as a pitcher. I really do. I could see him going, like, 7 with 10Ks or even 7 with 12. Like, it's totally doable for him. Um yeah, great great spot, great matchup. He's dominated this lineup through 100 plate appearances so far about about 30% K rate, 32%. Um, that's I think he's like, I think he's one of, the, you know, he's one of the four best top arms on the slate.
3: We don't have the Houston lineup yet. Are you if Springer makes it in there, are you playing Sale?
4: Less interested, but definitely still interested.
3: I mean, he did have, what, 21 fantasy points, 10 strikeouts in the last one, five walks, which is very uncharacteristic uh, for a guy like Chris Sale. But the the strikeout upside is there. If the walks aren't there, you know, he's definitely going to be giving up lesser runs because there's just not going to be free people on base. Uh, I don't mind taking Sale. Probably not on Yahoo. Um, On DraftKings, if he's going to be 15 to 20% owned, what's your your thoughts on, on him over there? Um, especially compared to Snell. You know, there's just so many choices. Snell and Sale are 200 apart. Um, I think Ray's probably uh, on the outside looking in on DraftKings. Then you've got Syndergaard and Barrios. you got Bieber, who we haven't even talked to yet in the middle, who could certainly have himself a fine game. He's, he's having himself a really good season. Uh, just a lot to like at the top. Um, not a lot, ton at the bottom. You can make a couple guys work. Um, yeah, but uh, final thoughts on Sale.
4: Yeah, I just think that, you know, again, I know this is a weird thing to go back to, but you look at that K prop, and that does jump out to me when you have a guy who's going to be way lower on than the guys around him. He's got a two-higher K prop against an offense that even even if they have him, it's still, there's still no Altuve. The five through nine in that lineup is not particularly scary um, for a great pitcher, for an elite pitcher like Sale. It might be scary to some other teams, and, you know, that with some average arms or whatever. Um, I'm just looking at Sale's history against the lineup that he would probably face today, and...
3: The BVP looks pretty good. He he owns a couple pretty of these
4: good. I mean, yeah, no matter, I mean, and the K rate is terrific. Um, it's going to be, you know, almost 40% um, of the guys who are actually going to play probably. So I I, de- I just love the sale of the tournament play. Um, I, I love all the top four, so I have no problem mm-hmm. with using any of them, but he's just my favorite tournament one.
3: Uh, I think if if I'm I think as it stands right now I'm going to play Robbie Ray on my cash games. I like to kind of let the people know what I'm doing. Put them in there. I don't think it's a total mistake if you play Snell, Barrios. Um, if you need a couple of extra bucks, playing Thornton probably wouldn't do that in cash. But I think I'm looking at Cindergaard and Ray. Uh, are there any other pitchers you want to talk about? Um, we we talked a little bit about Lucchese. Not too interested in him on Yahoo um Pomerantz is maybe the other guy anytime you a game's in San Francisco but he's going to be facing all righties uh, I believe in the projected lineup today and if That's there was just a, if there were just a couple of lefties in there I think I could get on board but if if it's all righty I think I'm going to bail a little bit on Pomerance.
4: it's weird though because if you go back like a couple of years he was as good against righty. he's yeah. better against righties than any righty was <laughs> um so I don't know uh I think it's actually an interesting tournament option. I agree with you. I, I don't, I'm not playing enough lineups where he's, he's on, I have him, but I definitely interesting call.
3: All right. Let's, uh, let's go to some of the batters here. And on Yahoo, there's, there's basically two catchers that should guard. Well, there's one catcher and then there's a price point for catchers that you should be targeting today uh, for the most part. So the one everybody's going to play uh, you mentioned this pre-show and I'll bring this up on the yacht or on the, uh, the starting lineup page in a minute is uh, we've got Yasmani Grandel's just 13 bucks on Yahoo. He's the one everybody's going to play. Uh, you, you noted uh, this total has been moving up. Some of you guys might not know this, but if you click on the individual team totals on the starting lineups page kind of brings you to the Vegas odds page. And then from there, you can see the line movement. So what's your overall take on this game? I think you were more talking about the Phillies and just this total just simply isn't high enough between Chase Anderson and Jared Eichhoff. these two offenses are too good and i think it looks like some sharp money started figuring that out uh, a couple of hours ago Bobby.
4: Yeah, i mean it's funny cuz I don't, I don't like bet the totals on games but i would lo- when i first saw this total it was i would have loved to have bet on the total rising like <laughs> you know what i mean? i didn't <laughs> want to stick to it. i just wanted to bet on people catching on to that it. it was just too low. It's weird cuz i really thought like i was going to want to stack some affiliate today i know it's weird against that bullpen the prices make it hard they're going to be zero percent owned i just think this game as a game stack i tend to love to stack games in milwaukee i've had great luck in the past doing it um and i don't know it's a it's a great hitters park i love the match against chase anderson who is pretty fraudulent with if you look at his numbers um I don't think I'm going to play enough lineups where it's going to end up mattering for me, but I just do think this game stack does make some sense. I'll probably throw it into one of the cheaper tournaments or something, but I don't, I, I think the whole game makes some sense to stack.
3: Yeah. I'm going to have uh, if I go to slate IQ, we can kind of take a look at the total ownership. Uh, I know it's not Yahoo, but it's for DraftKings, and we've got Milwaukee coming in. I mean, nobody's owning Milwaukee today, Bobby, and no one's really owning the Philadelphia side either. I think it's probably because they're just too expensive. Yeah, uh, that looks like a, a pretty good way to get some leverage, and you can see Milwaukee um, with a twenty five percent leverage. That's enough to get me interested in something like that. And if, even if the ownership moves a little bit, I still think Milwaukee would be a positive leverage team at the
4: end. Yeah, so there are six teams there. in baseball that I feel like every night could score ten runs, and you really mm-hmm. hard to, harder to figure it out. And I think these are two of those six teams. Yeah. Philly is a yeah. weird one. They score Scornman. The
3: ownership. Philly's ownership is eleven percent right now, as a as a total right now.
4: That seems even higher than I. What?
3: As like all the Philly hitters. Oh, are, all
4: of them come. out. That's I a got total. You. I'm sorry, I you're saying as a, stack, as a stack, Wow, that's crazy. Um, I mean, it's just interesting to go there. Like, I might have to just do this. Maybe just. Maybe I'll just throw it into one of the big buy-ins. Let's do it.
3: Yeah, check uh, check slate IQ. Check the ownership at like six fifteen, and if it hasn't really moved up too much. That's going to be a pretty good way, in my opinion, to get some leverage because um, I don't understand against Chase Anderson and Jared Eichhoff in Milwaukee with these lineups, how these guys don't have ownership. I know, right? Everyone I got to get cores in on the slate.
4: Total 4.4. 4. It doesn't make <laughs> sense. It doesn't I got, make it, I don't know. Go ahead. Sorry.
3: Um, uh, I, I agree with you. I think both, you know, a 10 run line with both of them around five um, somewhere, somewhere makes yeah. a little bit more sense to me. Um, but a catcher Grandal looks like the play. The other is throw uh, all the seven dollar catchers, throw them all in a hat, and pick a name out, right? Because this is, I think, that's really how you should be playing Yahoo for the most part. I, I disagree.
4: I, I think there's another catcher that's right in the same price range that you could argue is a, just as good a play as Grandal. What do you got? Chris Iannetta. Mm-hmm. Assuming that he's in the lineup today, I haven't. I don't know if it's come out while we were on air. Um, no, I don't think I don't it has. Think so. Um, assuming he's in the lineup, even batting eighth, like. I don't know. This is a spot where you like, I'm not fading Coors. <laughs> I don't care. You know what I mean? It, I don't care if you told me that how high they own this team is going to be. I'm going to have exposure to this game in all my lineups. I just don't – maybe I'll have one when I fade it. I just think that they're going to go nuts today. Yeah. And Chris Ionetta versus a lefty in Coors, it's it's hard not to love them. I mean, this team's got almost a seven projected run total right now. It might be at seven by the time this game starts. It's warm out there. It's. It, I mean, this is a great time to to jump all over them, so – uh, I think Ionetta is right near the same price. I actually have him projected right about the same as Grandall So at lower ownership for tournaments, I think he's the better play.
3: Yeah, Means is probably Baltimore's best pitcher. I, I don't know if that's really saying anything. But a- after they score, like, 10 runs off him in a couple of innings. Uh, if, if you guys don't Cash, use the- Cashner,
4: no, I'm Not i No, not Cashner. Uh Bundy is their best, like.
3: Uh, is he? <laughs> I don't even, player. I don't even.
4: Well, he could, like, you know, he can, he hasn't had a bad outing this year. He hasn't had, like, an outing that he got blown up this year. Although he used to have them all the time. But anyway
3: um but the the other thing is too once uh, the starter leaves uh if you guys ever want to know bullpen stuff you can go to the premium leaderboards if you're a premium member here on roto grinders it's all color-coded they weight things too so if a team's trailing by four runs or less maybe they're throwing out their long reliever or their worst bullpen arms too we factor all that type of stuff in here to kind of come up with these numbers there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that goes into all the bullpen numbers and kind of get a look baltimore uh, I see a lot of red here. I see a, a high X-fip, not a lot of strikeouts. That sounds like a lot of contact's going to be made in cores. Um, so if you ever want to check out who kind of the worst bullpens in the league are, uh, you can do that right on Grinders here uh, on the premium leaderboard. So uh, yeah, you like Iannetta. Uh, I want to go to like third base and shortstop first here because I, I don't normally spend $27 or $24 for a hitter on yahoo because i'm almost always allocating as much salary as possible to pitcher but i think i got a good combo here bobby where i can get good expected output from my pitchers i can play some cores bath so if you know we can take a look at the position we could take a look at maybe um, some projections um ownership but I'm trying my best. At third base, there's two guys. It's Arenado, or I think I'd be playing a guy like Matt Carpenter, who's $16. Those are the two guys I'm really eyeing in on. Uh, Arenado in cores against the lefty is the best split you'll ever find when he's in cores. Um, very hard for me. Pretty much, play. Yeah. It is. It is the yeah. best split in baseball.
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we don't know how many at bats he'll get against the lefty, as always is the case. Um, I think that the the guy, you, yeah, of course, if you can, if you have the money, go ahead and do it. It's really weird to spend that much. <laughs> on a
3: hitter. You can make it work, and your lineup doesn't totally look bad. Make
4: it work, but I'll tell you one other guy who's a cheap tournament guy. Um, play Todd Frazier as a cheap tournament play today.
3: Yeah, yeah he's he's the other guy. He's seven bucks.
4: Yeah. And, and actually, you know, what's funny is if you have a different build and you want to go high in cash, like, I don't think he's a, you should never want be looking to play Todd Frazier in cash, but he is he batting third today against basically a bad Detroit bullpen, um, you know, at minimum cost, I think he's actually a pretty, he's a decent play anyway.
3: It's just then you forego our, so someone in chat, right? If uh, Nicole was on air, if I said it wrong she'd be pissed at me. So uh, sorry about that, Nicole. Arenado, I believe is how I'm not Arenado, Arenado. Uh, so uh, oh, apologies to Nicole. I'm playing Arenado. I'm throwing him in there. I'm probably going to play Trevor story too. Uh, I like to let the people kind of know what I expect to be the more popular plays. I can make that work. Uh, the rest of my team doesn't suffer really too much for it. I, my my outfield looks good. My other positions, I can get some reasonable hitters, uh, if you weren't playing Trevor Story, who would you be looking at at shortstop?
4: So you're going to think this is a funny one, but uh, Corey Seager is hitting he's the ball cheap. really well. He's cheap, and no one is going to – like, this is a guy you want to play until he gets to $20 in Yahoo. He's he's not the hitter that we've seen so far this year. He's going to – he'll get back to it. Um and be back at all-star form in, in no time. And I want to catch him while he's still on the uh, downside and while he's still cheap. So he's a guy I have really high on my list. In fact, I think he's my top, I have him as, yeah, he's my top rated guy over here on Yahoo. Um, honestly, like there's not really anybody else who jumps, actually, he didn't yeah. even jump out to me. It's just, that's sort of why I ended up with him. I think he's the best play yeah. at price point per dollar other than story.
3: Yeah. I like story. I like Seager. You can convince me on Semyon. You can, I don't think I'd punt the position. It's just, there's too many good names uh, overall Seager uh, story specifically. Um, I think Semyon's certainly in play too. I like, I like the Oakland bats to, to score some runs today, but yeah, I, I think I'm playing story. You got a good thing for Seager. I'm going to give you, I, I've sort of taken over the board here. You, you, you mentioned a couple third basemen. You mentioned Frazier, you mentioned Iannetta at catcher. I I've been running the board, Bobby. I feel selfish. I'm gonna give you some some picks. So, what are you looking at? Maybe in the outfield, uh, and then I'll, I'll go.
4: Uh, I'll kind of give you my input on that. So, I think that we want to. I personally want to play some of these cores guys. Like Desmond is expensive, but he probably will be have lower ownership because, of like, because of it over here. I don't think people are gonna play him as much. I'm interested in Desmond, um, David Dahl. Assuming he cracks the lineup at $13, I don't care about the lefty lefty matchup at all. He is way too cheap, and he is a guy I would play in all formats. Uh, I don't mind Garrett Cooper at his price. I'm starting the, you know, the spammy team. Just, I mean, he hit the grand slam yesterday, Bobby. They're starting to hit the ball a little bit better as a whole. Like, I mean, Brian Reynolds has been really good to me lately. Um, but I don't mind him. Uh, I'm just looking across my lineups real quick. Uh, I like, I like the Cardinals a lot today. Mm-hmm. I think Dexter Fowler is an excellent play, and I don't think he, as many people can be on them. I love the Twins. So the Twins outfielders, but I mean no secret but at the same time like we can't play everybody so rosario kepler those are the guys who have Bowler kind of...
3: landed in the leadoff spot too i don't know if you if you saw yeah, that man, saw that so yeah um with carpenter hitting six uh fifth now i mean i still like carpenter but i would probably i'm uh, i think i would either go to arenado or todd frazier like bobby said now that carpenter's
4: down i actually prefer carpenter at fifth
3: I like him. I'll always take the leadoff off I I'd always prefer my guy to hit leadoff. I think
4: for cash, I understand that. I just think for tournaments, like I just, I, I like, I like this taking, you know, taking that top spot away, more than the run producing role.
3: Uh, I'm going to throw. So you mentioned the Phillies. How about a $13 Andrew McCutcheon?
4: Love it. That's a great play.
3: Yeah. This is uh, McCutcheon's having himself a pretty good season.
4: Gotcha in,
3: yeah. And I, in Milwaukee, if, you're looking for a cheap guy to play on yahoo bobby you should be uh jamming in mccutcheon into your teams there today
4: absolutely agree uh
3: i like that quite a bit uh and i, I want to get your thoughts on the padres because as much as i like thornton there's a couple guy. we don't have the lineup i don't think it's come out yet let me see here don't think i got the notification it's not out yet uh, but even towards the, like, Will Myers, should he be close to minimum price? He's, he's eight bucks on Yahoo.
4: Yeah, that's, that's, that's probably worth definitely taking a shot on. These, um, these,
3: these are the guys I'm looking at because I, it gets me my cores and then I can find good cheap bats to kind of fill in around, um, the rest of my lineup.
4: Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Sorry. I, I got distracted by a, a funny little. I was just trying to look at Chase Anderson's splits, but in the past, didn't realize yes. Michael Franco has the BVP five for 10 with three home runs.
3: B- um, BVP lives on in 2019. I was, I, I have not looked, I've heard of BVP a couple times this year, but I, I, I actually, you know, actually, you know what? I looked at sales BVP against Houston today. That the,
4: That's a real BVP thing. Like if you've pitched it to hitters 200 plus times, that's a sample size.
3: Yeah, that's enough. That, that's the only, I think that was the first time I've looked at some BVP stuff this year, but Anderson's like, okay but I'm not really too worried about a guy like McCutcheon um not being able to hit him this whole Phillies lineup is just is too good and I'm I'm with you on that that total needs to be a little bit higher so you, you should have bet it on sharp side earlier in the day and I think there's still a little bit of juice to squeeze but when that hits 10 uh it'll be all over for you so go go get the nine and a half on it if you're looking to uh, to run up your sharp side scores um so we went over let's go to first base we kind of jumped a little bit all over the board here um the guys towards the top probably a little bit too expensive for this build uh i'm looking a little cheap there are some interesting options you've got uh yuli if you are probably not going to play him but right we've got chris davis we've got mark reynolds uh there's a guy who's seven dollars
4: Reynolds is no brian reynolds mark reynolds can't be an outfielder Oh, right first base. I'm sorry. You, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, I, love, I, love, I love Mark Reynolds. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. But...
3: Yeah. So, which one would you rather take in course today? You got Chris Davis or Mark Reynolds?
4: Oh, come on! It's Mark Reynolds. By
3: it. uh, I uh, just some, I, I don't mind Chris. I don't think Chris. Davis. I don't mind
4: him either. But he's you know I'll play him on DraftKings where he's cheaper. Like there's no reason for me to play him. I, I prefer Mark Reynolds to him.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, and then if we go down a little bit, you've got uh, Pierce, the lefty masher. Uh, he should be in there against Miley. Miley. Uh, A good real life pitcher, not good for fantasy. So uh, I think I'd probably pass that. Uh, And we're waiting on weather in this Yankees game a little bit. We got to kind of see what Ross says as the day progresses on that. I haven't really played Morales too much, uh, especially like when he's nine bucks or 11 bucks, it's an easy pass and the field still plays them. But when you're $7 on Yahoo, I'll, I'll play anybody, Bobby, if you're seven bucks. So we're waiting on the rain in this game uh what's your overall thoughts on the Yankees should this game uh end up being a go from Roth later in the day
4: yeah I don't think I'm going to end up with much of them but I like I do think Morales at that price is interesting and it's mostly just pricing related for for the rest of the team they're they're pretty expensive and um it's you know it's warm the wind's blowing out so if, if the game does go and is all good I just don't really find myself like over like overly interested in anybody mm-hmm. except for Morales' price really
3: there's no Chris Davis today, so we can't play him. Anyway. I, I prefer the other. If I'm going to play this game, I do. I am going to
4: play some O'Hearn on uh, sites like D.K. where he's cheap or some Lopez. Like, I actually like the, the Royals side of this better than I like the Yankees. All
3: right, let's take a look at the Orioles because uh, I want to talk about some stacks and some tournaments because uh, I'm dabbling in those a little bit, and I know you do as well. And I uh, one of the – Biggest things I saw today on Slate IQ is one not only are the Rockies the highest owned, but they actually have positive leverage as a stack. And then Baltimore is rounding out with some of the highest overall leverage I've seen as a team stack all season long, uh, you know, getting close up into the 100% and 80% right now. Uh, what side of this game would you, if I told you Baltimore is going to be half as owned across the board as Colorado? How do you determine which side of that? If you're only making a couple entries, you would rather have.
4: I mean, I'm I'm on the Colorado side of it. I do think that that, that you're definitely going to get lower ownership on the other side. And now that I see my boy Keon, uh Keon Broxton in the lineup, mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to be all over it. This guy has made me more money you're than I'm in the
3: Yahoo player pool. You can't play him on Yahoo. You can't
4: play him on Yahoo, but <laughs> you can play him elsewhere. Um, and he's you know you could play you can now stack them cheaply. Like Ruiz is 3.8 on DK. Broxton's 3.5 like uh, even VR is only 4.8 like it's not like that crazy for Coors or Dwight's in throwing Dwight Smith or Mancini or both um I mean definitely can't argue against their side of it I think that Severino even as a catcher like makes sense like I like the Baltimore stack a lot today I have no no thoughts no positive thoughts about Hoffman you have a lower K pitcher against Keon Broxton and these and these uh Orioles I love it I'm, I'm gonna play a lot of Keon Broxton today
3: yeah, I think their ownership's going to creep up a little bit higher than Slate IQ has uh, currently because, you know, we didn't have Keon Broxton, and I think they're going to gain a little bit of steam towards the end of the day, um, but I do like Baltimore. I mean, they've still got a huge total, and their bats haven't been horrible, at least like the guys you want to you want to play here. I think as a stack, they make a lot of sense, and if they remain as one of the highest leverage teams on Slate IQ, uh, I will certainly be building one, if not two of my 10 teams as Baltimore stacks today. I I definitely like them quite a bit uh, against Colorado. So uh, everyone knows to play Colorado and Baltimore. We talked quite a bit about the Brewers-Phillies game. I think we both like the offenses there uh, definitely a lot more than the ownership is currently at, right? Phillies way down here. Milwaukee's way towards the bottom. I'd be way over both of those teams. What else are we doing out there for offense that could be a little bit different. If I'm looking at Slate IQ, uh, I mentioned briefly Oakland was one of my favorite targets. Now they're coming in as the second highest owned stack.
4: Oh, probably okay. because Their the races are too cheap. Yeah,
3: yeah, they're too cheap. So that's allowing you to stack the team you want with the pitchers you want and get some one-offs you want. So I understand it, um, but it's still in Oakland. Uh, it's still just 60 degrees out there, but it's against Wade LeBlanc. And LeBlanc's horrible, backed up by a horrible bullpen, if not one of the worst in all the league. Uh, if you pull up LeBlanc's numbers, it's just it's red home almost everywhere. And there's a lot of Woba, there's a lot of ISO on this Oakland team.
4: Yeah, I'm using the A's more as one-offs in this spot, um, not really just them, uh, personally, but that's just where I'm at. But I but I definitely don't mind it. I I definitely I really like uh, it. Sucks because I like Fultonevich. I don't think he's back yet. Um, I think that the Cardinals are going to just go, this offense should explode at some point. Like, <laughs> I really feel like this is a good spot for them. And there's your tournament play to me. Um,
3: hey, that, but I- that Cardinals lineup looks pretty good, right? 90 degrees with a wind blowing out with this good lineup. Let's look at slate IQ and see where St. Louis is. I don't see him anywhere, Bobby. They're way down here towards the bottom of ownership. Uh, now they are a little bit more expensive, but, I'm fine with that. Uh, I'm I'm okay paying money for bats and paying a little bit more down at pitching to get exposure to a great offense and a great spot that nobody's going to own. A, I'm okay doing that for tournaments.
4: Yeah, it's a great spot. I mean, this is – let's do it. I, I think this is a really – like it's a good stack. I mean, also, they all make sense as good like, one-off plays anyway, and they're cheap, and it's, I, I'm all about it. Uh, Springer is leading off for Houston.
3: That lineup has come out today. So I, I, I would consider that, right, you know, as much as we like Sale, that is going to diminish his ownership a little bit. If Springer was out, that lineup would have looked a lot worse. Um, but, but he owns, like, Reddick's still in this lineup, and Sale just absolutely owns his soul. Um, that's basically a strikeout almost every time I, I would expect Reddick to be up there. So if he, if he can just get through Springer, Bregman, and Correa and not give up a bomb there, there's there's still a lot to like for sale in my opinion so it's just can, can you get through that top three of the order they just changed their lineup again that says
4: um let me see what happened
3: the dodgers are messing the lineup around all the time
4: no i just no, i just i just got a houston notification that they changed theirs but no they didn't um wait they did do something yeah no, wait, no diaz is there that's the same um yeah I still think that sale look it's a still a tournament play mm-hmm. but I do think that it's a good it's an ex, it's an excellent tournament play when you can get sale at this ownership when you look, if, if Vegas didn't believe or whatever if the k prop was going to be like right at the same I do think these mm-hmm. significant difference and stuff like that really does matter and I, I'm gonna take that edge every time especially when when you get a guy a third the ownership and he's got a, he's projected to have two more Ks. like come on like let's just take a shot hey, we're playing tournaments at least I am I'm gonna play Chris sale.
3: Uh, I want to talk about someone I think is going to rise in popularity uh, on DraftKings and that's Beattie uh, leading off uh, at $7 at first base today. Uh, You don't like it? Don't do it. Well what if we lose Morel? What if that Yankees game kind of goes away? Go to Reynolds? Like the $7 first baseman fits in really nice to my team. Oh on
4: Yahoo I guess you can. The $7 yeah.
3: first baseman really makes my
4: teams look good on Yahoo today, Bobby. Okay. So how many innings? No, this is, this is a, he's going to get one at bat. Just one. I would bet he gets one. So far when this happened, this is exactly what they did against Tampa Bay. He got one at bat in that game and they pinch it firm in the second inning um, with freeze because they're going to bring is in, already
3: freezes in the lineup hitting. I
4: understand. Well, yeah, but they've got a million guys who can they bring in Chris Taylor. All right. Um they have, a, they have a million guys who can hit lefties, including any lefty, too. So, Brault's going to be the long guy in this game. How many innings do you think Feliz is going to pitch? He's not going to pitch more than two.
3: Yeah, all right. I see what you're saying. It's something I'll look into. It's over. a
4: possibility that he stays in if he hits a home run the first time he's up. But even then, I don't even think it's guaranteed. Yeah,
3: it's out there. So, it actually came out during the show. The Pirates, the Dodgers are choosing to have him take a one-up bat. So they've already basically said that. So I came out during the show uh, that that was going to be out there. So uh, I am not going to do that now. So uh, thankfully, uh, that has been brought to my attention. See,
4: would, you, would, you, would you have just trusted your wise co-host here instead of, uh, you know, whatever? Well, yeah, it you, you definitely
3: sold me, but it is now backed up. <laughs> okay. uh, I missed that as I was coming on the show today. So uh, uh, I might have to spend up a couple extra dollars at first base today. Mark uh, Reynolds. What else? looks good for offense today so the you know I, I I look at the bat just about every day and the bat is it seems I, I don't want to speak for Cardi but it seems like it likes the Padres today uh, as sort of a sneaky office right a nice park bump going to Toronto Thornton is good not great he's okay against righties and it is a right-handed heavy lineup but I mean Reyes is probably going to hit a home run Machado is definitely too cheap there's a lot of power in this lineup. There's some stacks you can make that make some sense. Uh, What's your overall thoughts on them today?
4: Yeah, I have no interest in stacking them, but I definitely like Reyes and Machado especially, and I don't mind the other guys as one-offs. I just don't think I want to fully stack the Padres on this slate in not an elite matchup. It's just too big a slate, too many other spots. So for me, I love Reyes in general. I think this guy is for real, and he's just been crushing, and no one ever plays him. Um, Stevie talks about it all the time. I talk about it all the time. Reyes is my number one guy here. Machado would be number two. And I'm, you know, anybody else's one-offs like Will Myers being, you know, as cheap as he is, but he's, there's a reason he's down at the bottom of the order now. I just don't think I'm stacking him.
3: All right. So one of the things we like for tournament DFS is home runs and the only team to hit eight home runs twice in a game so far this season is Minnesota. No surprise. They did that off Matt Harvey uh, yesterday. What are we doing with them? They've got a nice total. Uh, they're, they're another team I'm looking at on Slate IQ, and uh, Slate IQ is DraftKings uh, driven. But their ownership just for a team that can hit with so much power, you need to own these guys in your in your tournament player pool. So I've got 10 tournaments. I, I, I'll probably make one Colorado, but I'm certainly not going to make two or three Colorados. I, I'm going to be like St. Louis, Minnesota. Uh, I already mentioned I'm going to try to get Texas. I'm I'm looking at Milwaukee. The teams towards the bottom here that just don't have a lot of ownership that I think you can reasonably predict to score a lot of runs and have a reasonable shot at being the highest scoring team on the night that just aren't drawing ownership. I I know why they're not owned because they're expensive. But I don't know, money doesn't really matter too much in baseball tournaments. I'm not concerned about it. I want a team that scores the most runs. So uh, I think these are the teams I'm going to be making some stacks of. And, and Minnesota is just another one, Bobby.
4: Yeah, but what I would say today is different, at least for me, and I could end up being wrong about this, is I would say that, you know, there are those stack and fade cores days. I do think you want like a, a piece or two, and there's plenty of ways to differentiate in, in, in this offense that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Guys like Dahl and T- Tapia aren't going to be uh, nearly as highly owned as the other guys. Um, Brendan Rogers down towards the bottom of the lineup at a high price. Um, I just think that, you know, Mark Reynolds, there's a lot of good first basemen. There's enough ways you can do it where I don't, I wouldn't just avoid the Rockies entirely. I would try to probably get probably two of their bats in most of my lineups and hope that they are responsible for the damage that inevitably is going to be done in this game.
3: I mean, I, I want to go back to the twins here. Cause I'm looking at Lopez and Bobby. I, I see everything's red lefties a 400 woba 220 iso uh exit velocity one of the worst in the league no ground balls lots of fly ball i mean this is a this is like a nut spot for the twins here i know there's no crews those are all versus lefties and they've got four lefties running off the top of the order here this this looks like a, a, a twins could go nuts here spot
4: i mean to me every every spot feels like the nut spot for the twins these days doesn't it like i yeah. feel like every day there they're, this is they're... all without nelson cruz too since Miguel Sano came back, they they're just fired up though again. I mean he's he's hitting too. He's came back on fire. Um, that's my boy, so I love the twin stack. I need to make sure to get them stacked with Colorado somehow. <laughs> um because I need to I need to play them. I mean, you look at this like it's funny, they only let Sano play those three games. They've had to give him a day off in between each and he's Homered twice and you know, put up a How home. Are you
3: giving you can't give him a day off when he's hitting bombs.
4: Yeah, it's just I mean <laughs> I, I, I don't know, they, but everybody on this team hits bombs. So, what are you going to do? Uh, yes, the twins are in play, and not only that, like you really, there's no priority of how to stack this team. Like you might, it might feel gross on a on a big slate to play the seven, eight, nine mm-hmm. players, but I actually think the six, seven, eight, nine is arguably as good as the top of this lineup. Maybe, maybe if you factor in the catcher position and what Castro's been doing, better.
3: The other team I want to talk about now, the, the Angels look like they are drawing some ownership, at least on DraftKings, but uh, they got a high total. It's against Smiley, and Smiley's another one. It's just you look at plate IQ, you see red just about everywhere. You usually want to target those guys. Coincidentally, the Angels have a five-run total in Hanaheim today. So what do you think about the Angels overall? Uh, I think I would rather, if I had a limited amount of stacks, I'm going to have 10 today. Uh, I don't know if I'd allocate them to the Angels. I think I'd rather take, you know, the Brewers and the Phillies who are half as owned or less than the Angels, but also have a total just as high. I think I'd rather allocate something to, to those teams.
4: That makes sense to me. I totally I understand that. <clears throat>
3: um, all right, we'll take some QQs in a second. Uh, again, guys, uh, Devin, if you have the badge uh, link, go ahead and drop that. Uh, we're doing a promotion here on Roto-Grinders tonight. It is for a FanDuel contest. Uh, what we need you to do is, is go to FanDuel, get a RotoGrinders logo from somewhere on the interwebs, and upload the RotoGrinders logo to your FanDuel account. What that will do is if you play the, uh, I think it's, uh, I don't know the exact contest. Devin will tell you in a second here. But if you play the specific contest on FanDuel tonight, and you happen to be the highest scoring person with a Roto-Grinders badge, we will get you a free t-shirt and you get a free hat. And then if you ever happen to have your badge uploaded onto any site and you get a top 10, uh, just email into support in one of the, the large field tournaments and uh, you get yourself a free month of Roto-Grinders Premium, which is like 40 bucks, and that's that's like eight $5 KFC meals to me, Bobby. So that's uh, 40 bucks is a hot commodity where I come from. So if you, if you just translate $40 into KFC $5 meals, uh and it's well worth it for uploading a picture of the roto badge i don't know
1: Absolutely. if you follow
3: me but that that that's how i look at things everything's in Absolutely. yeah of course i do five dollar boxes um so click the link devin dropped in there and if you have any questions um just take a look at it uh in chat here and they'll get it for you uh all right let's get to some qqs and uh, let's start taking them for people here uh lopez from miami not someone um actively found in any of my lineups today he is just cheap enough uh at least on DraftKings, to kind of be in the mix if you're looking for a cheap pitcher uh what's your thoughts on him today
4: i'm sorry you can you repeat the name again pablo lopez oh pablo lopez i actually do like i actually do think he's kind of interesting and i'm sort of wondering why i haven't heard his name at all um I don't know, man. It's, I'm struggling a little bit. Like, uh, I don't think I'm going to end up playing him again. If I was playing more teams in scripting, he would have been a part of the script. But I don't think I'm going to end up doing it. I just think that I'm so stuck on the pitchers I'm on. But he is a cheap option that I don't mind going with if you weren't going to play. It's him and Thornton are close.
3: Yeah, so let me look and see his ownership. So he's 4%. And I think in my mind, um, I, I don't think I'd play him on Yahoo, right, the sponsor of the show. But if I was over on DraftKings, if he ends up in one of my 10 tournament lineups tonight, I think that's probably good enough for me. Uh, I'm not actively trying to force him onto any of my lineups. So
4: yeah, I would sense. say that if if Rendon, Soto, and Turner were still out for the Nationals, I think he'd be an elite <laughs> play because they during that period of time every righty was just dominating them. So, but this is not the time for it as much.
3: Uh, let's see if we can get a couple more. How are you approaching Carpenter batting fifth and Fowler batting leadoff?
4: Tried to write that one back in chat. It's mostly, uh, I think that it makes, I think they're they're both still good plays in both formats, but I think that Fowler is a, a more of a priority now in cash. I think he makes more sense than he did before. And I think the Carpenter is a better tournament play. Probably not quite as good for cash, but still fine. Would you agree with that?
3: Uh, yes, I would agree completely. The Red Sox lineup is out. Uh, Pierce is hitting fifth. Uh, do you have any thoughts on him as,
4: as, a, as a cheapish play? Yeah, I'm playing him over on... DraftKings, um, Yeah. <laughs> Interested in him. Uh, I don't love, I, mean, I I don't love that there's going to be ownership on him, but cause he's really struggled. I know he hit his home run yesterday. Um, or was yesterday or the day before, but um, I, I I'll play him. I am not like excited about it.
3: <laughs> Someone want to know fam versus Cleveland. We didn't even really talk too much about Bieber, but Beaver's having himself a pretty good season. Um, you see, you know, a 30 ish percent strikeout rate, uh, verse righties versus lefties. Uh, if you're looking for a low owned play with a little, some upside, I think fam would certainly do that. Um, you know, if you're making a five man stack and you need fillers and fam is a low own guy to differentiate yourself, I think that's fine, but uh, I'm not, I'm not actively targeting a, a single uh, Tampa Bay bat today.
4: Yeah, I, it's weird. On a small slate, I wouldn't even mind like a mini stack to, to counter this. I just feel like this team is elite against power pitching righties. And I would have no problem like playing these guys normally. But on this slate, you just there's just no reason to. I don't think it, I don't think in am general. I don't want to pick on Bieber. He's a really good pitcher, but I don't I'm not playing it.
3: Um, this is a strategy question. I always like these. Uh, how do you play a quintuple up? Do you, would you put your cash game lineup? Or are you doing something a little different?
4: Somewhere in between cash games and tournaments, I think it'd be pretty close to my cash game lineups because I tend to be a little bit of a more risky type when I have played cash games in, in my life. Um, mm-hmm. I have tend to be more on the taking a little bit more chances maybe than other people would in certain spots. And then it, it, it still ends up evening out a lot, but like going way up and way down like I do in tournaments. So I I, I would probably stick to something similar to my cash lineup.
3: I, I would definitely play a tournament type of lineup. Uh, you're trying to win one out of, you know, one out of five times. Uh, you know, is well not your break even with the rake, but you know, you one out of four times if you cash in those, you're you're coming out ahead. And uh, you know, if you make a good cat, a lot of a lot of cash game lineups, right? I'll be you'll just squeak above the field, you'll end up right below the field. That doesn't really do it in quintuple ups for me. Uh, I w- I would tend to make a a tournament lineup and um, kind of go that way. So um, my my tournament line- or my cash games are usually a, a little bit too chalky. For me to want to put into a quintuple up.
4: Yeah, if you're going to make a tournament lineup, though, and don't just put it in the quintuple up, put it in a tournament too. <laughs>
3: yeah, I would agree with something like that. Uh, best stack to score the most points tonight. I mean, question from YouTube. I, like, that's what I want to know. I want to know that too. So, i'm it's it's hard. It's not just it's which team scores the most points too, but you uh you know, if you think next level is trying to think of what the field is doing and if all the fields on Colorado and you can kind of see that a little bit it's not all on Colorado because it's a big slate um but is Colorado you know Bobby really liked Milwaukee um which is no 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 no. I
4: like Philly better than Milwaukee so
3: you liked Philly I think our Philly ownership is probably a little low but is Colorado we're basically projecting Colorado if you think of it this way are they five or six times as likely to score more runs than Philadelphia tonight. I would say no.
4: Probably not five or six times, no. Yes,
3: but that's what the ownership in the tournament is is kind of telling you. So that's how I think about it. So while I'm still going to make a Colorado stack or two, I'm also going to have, you know, I'm going to find some teams on Slate IQ. Again, that's that's more DraftKings related. But I'm going to find some teams I think can score a lot of runs that aren't going to have any ownership. And I'm definitely going to play those because instead of fighting 5,000 other Colorado teams, I'm going to be fighting maybe 500 Philadelphia teams in the same tournament. And, I, and I'd much rather fight 500 teams than 5,000 teams. Good
4: Absolutely. explanation, Bobby? Yes. And by the way, I just wanted to mention, we I don't know if we mentioned him before on other sites. Um, I totally agree. I just, I didn't realize where Naylor was batting in the San Diego lineup when we mm-hmm. talked about San um. somehow I didn't notice that I, I had a ton of interest in him anyway I didn't realize he was going to be batting 6th I thought he'd actually be further down in the order Um. that's a guy you want for value on like DraftKings and he's not, you can't have any own, you can't have that much ownership. There's a lot of these young guys who got called up today. BGO for on the other side of this game, I know he's batting eighth, but he's not another cheap guy. I just wanted to mention those guys before we got off the show because I, I sort of like playing these young prospects before they get to be too expensive. They did a good job touching on it on the on deck podcast today, so I wanted to make sure just to mention these young prospects are getting called up left and right. Let's try and capitalize on them like we did with uh Riley, uh, some of these other guys.
3: All right, guys, we got to go. Thanks for watching the Yahoo show. Uh, head over there. Play some games tonight and uh, make sure to use all the fun tools we have here at Roto Grinding with Grinders for you. Uh, Bobby, thanks for coming on the show. I'm Britt. Uh, thanks to all you for watching, and we outcha.
5: update presented by us bets i'm eric raskin every week we're covering the biggest breaking news in the u.s gambling industry and we start in louisiana the pelican state soon to be the home of zion williamson most likely and maybe soon to be the home of legal sports betting and dfs we just need to wake up state legislators first to the news that they now make telephones that you can carry around in your pocket they're called cell phones they do all sorts of fun stuff Louisiana is advancing a sports betting bill that doesn't include mobile or online betting, which, okay, that's unwise, but there are plenty of states going down that road. But get this, the state also tried to pass daily fantasy sports legislation that would require DFS players to do everything at brick-and-mortar locations. You want to set a lineup or enter a contest? No problem, you just have to go to a riverboat casino or a racetrack and, apparently, hang out there until lineup one. Thankfully, this absurd amendment, backed by a special interest group, was removed before the bill advanced. Boy, oh boy, these people need to stop crafting laws when they're a dozen hurricane cocktails deep during Mardi Gras. In other news, West Virginia's on-off relationship with mobile sports betting is about to be on again. The Bet Lucky platform offered the state's only interactive sports betting until it was pulled due to a behind-the-scenes contract dispute in March, but now a bigger name in sports betting. DraftKings is close to launching. DraftKings Sportsbook is partnered with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races, and the West Virginia Metro News reported on Wednesday that testing is complete and a DK Sportsbook soft launch could come as soon as next week. FanDuel and other mobile sportsbooks are expected to follow, but for at least a little while, DraftKings will have a monopoly in West Virginia. And our final news story this week is a non-story. It's the lack of news in Pennsylvania. At a hearing in Harrisburg on April 17th, it was announced that online casino gaming in the Keystone State will kick off July 15th and that mobile sports betting could start by early May. Well, we're still a long way from July 15th, but early May has come and gone. Mid May, too. In about a week, it'll be June. And the latest buzz is that we shouldn't expect any mobile sports betting sites to launch in Pennsylvania in the next week. What's the holdup? If, as expected, the first site to launch is Play Sugar House, which already has a fully functional platform in New Jersey, why is this being delayed? Hopefully, we'll know more soon. But for now, if you want to place a sports bet in PA, it's still brick and mortar only. That's all for this week's edition of the Gambling Update, presented by U.S. will See you again next week.